Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Everybody Needs a Hobby Part 10 by George DeBuilder Chapter 22 Monday morning, too damn early I don't know anyone who's a big fan of Monday mornings, but I have taken a liking to waking up most mornings. Generally, I awaken with my morning wood gently held between the supple but cheeks of my voluptuous, oversexed best friend and lover, and as of last night, full-fledged business partner. The girl of my dreams, Brit, stormed into my life just a short time ago and has since turned my world upside down and inside out. Long employed in the constantly fluctuating construction industry, I had managed to buy and improve a remnant of an industrial period that had thrived downtown. I had lucked into a massive brick edifice that no one wanted and without raising a bunch of red flags, managed to build a respectable bachelor pad in one corner of the cavernous structure. On top of my humble abode, and still well within the confines of the mother building, I built a combination studio-slash-office that I hoped to use one day in what would become my career and full-time job, photographer. A lifelong hobby, it was Brit who helped me make the final leap into my long-awaited career, and then some. Somewhat disappointed that I wasn't allowed my morning nuzzling of her neck or the playful palming of her firm breasts, I crawled out of the lonely bed and shuffled off toward the bathroom, dutifully following my piss hard on. The happy sound of female bantering and giggling followed me into the room from the kitchen and I stood there, braced against the wall behind the toilet and smiled, happily peeing in privacy. More than once, one female or another has playfully played fireman with my hose as I tried to relieve myself in the early morning hours. Performance anxiety is tough on a guy, especially this early in the day. Mission accomplished, I flushed, a dead giveaway to the other occupants of the house that I was up and awake. Stepping over to the sink, I washed the sleep from my eyes. Magically, a hand towel appeared to my left, and a steaming cup of black coffee appeared to my right. Then too, no. Four hands warmed my chilly butt. Good morning, partner, Britt whispered as she set the hot coffee on the counter before placing a kiss on my cheek. Morning, babe. I replied with a wet kiss and noticing she too stood there naked as the day she was born. Good morning, George, said the towel-bearer. Turning left, there was Kate, the resident pixie. She leaned into me on tiptoe for her morning kiss, her firm little titties pressing into my side. I helped her up by reaching under the long black hair that hung to her knees and with a handful of firm pixie butt. I lifted her up to lip level. We kissed through her delighted giggle before I set her back down. Two warm hands slid over my hips as the statuesque brunette pressed her firm knees into my back. Morning lover, Gina whispered as she nipped and kissed my neck. Her long, slender fingers had me in her grasp as she moved to my ear and her serpent-like tongue slithered inside. I never know how these little encounters are going to go. It was either going to turn into an early morning orgy or the conniving trio would get me all hot and bothered and then turn and leave me hanging, literally. Sadly, this morning it looked like it was the latter. 
Turning me to collect her kiss, Gina smiled and with a loving tug she said, Sorry baby, no time for fun. We business owners have to get to work early. Breakfast is on the counter. With that, Gina and Kate turned their beautiful butts to me and bounced out of the room. Poor baby, Britt said sympathetically as she reached for my disappointed dick. It won't take me long to get to work. Dropping to her knees and looking up toward our second-level office. That is if you have the time. She asked as she batted those big blue eyes and her tongue reached out to take a swipe at the head of my cock. I stammered. Uh, yeah? As I watched my cock disappear between her wet lips. She looked up at me as she swallowed me whole, her nose now poking my tummy. Britt's oral skills are beyond description, and she knows just how good she is. Taking all I have to give, she gives me a wink and then begins what I can only describe as swallowing. My cock is in her throat. Her tongue is tickling my balls and with each swallow, she is jacking me off. It takes all my willpower to not grab her by the side of the head and just fuck her face for lack of a better description. But I know that I won't be disappointed and I just stare and marvel as my love consumes me. Alternating between the throat maneuver and wrapping both hands on my mucus-covered member and giving me an old-fashioned handy, Brit soon has me shaking, my balls tight and my butt clenched. Ever the master of timing, she looks at me through darkened eyes and deep-throats me one last time, daring me to try and not come. I'd lost that bet before we even started and I leaned back onto the cold granite counter and braced myself. With one last swallow, she smiled as much as one can with eight inches of cock between your lips, and then closed her eyes as I lost it. Ah, fuck me. I moaned as I unleashed stream after stream of high velocity spunk down my lover's throat. Brit massaged my balls as my cock convulsed, my body racked with pleasure. I was lightheaded, and it always takes me a bit to return to normal after a session with Brit, and I think she takes great pride in the effect she has over me. I like to think I do the same for her. Reaching down, I pulled her up off her knees and hugged her tight. We kissed, sharing what bit of me she hadn't already swallowed. This might bother some guys, tasting their own cum, but no woman I have ever been with objected to her own taste as she licked her pussy juice off my face, so I guess I never gave it a second thought. In fact, I nearly blew Brit's mind the first time we fucked, and then I buried my face in her cum-filled pussy and licked her to another body-contorting orgasm. I love you, Mr. President, she said under her breath referring to last night's meeting where I announced my intentions to incorporate our photography business and make her a stockholding member of the board. And I love you, Ms. Vice President. My hands full of her ass cheeks. I gave her another long kiss and then released my hold. She looked up at me with disappointment in her eyes and she could see in mine that I didn't want to stop, but I did need to get to work. She smiled and gave my butt a slap as she turned me back to the sink. I know, you still have that other job and you have to go to work, she droned. But I take it since you brought up the whole incorporating thing and all that that you are thinking we're getting closer to making this a full-time thing. I mean the photography thing. I caught a little blush flash across her cheeks as she backpedaled there at the end. I pretended like I didn't catch on and answered. Well, yeah? We're booking more work and I can only see us getting busier. If I'm going to do this full-time, I need to set up some sort of timeline so I can give my boss notice. I don't want to leave him in a lurch. He's been real good to me and I don't want to burn any bridges. I let that set there for a minute as I put on some deodorant and rinsed my face once more. Yeah, this has always been my dream, to shoot pictures for a living and you have been a big part of making that dream come true. I caught the color coming back in her cheeks in the reflection of the mirror and she looked down, pretending to look for something on the counter. And, 
I said as I grabbed her unexpectedly by the waist and set her bare but down on the cold granite counter. It has also been my dream to meet someone who I could share that dream with, and maybe, the rest of my life with. Brit's eyes grew big and now my mind tried to find reverse, shit, did I just propose to her? I asked myself. We stuttered in tandem. Did you just? No, I, but. Well, I thought. Yes, no, I mean I, well, shit. We paused and then both broke out laughing. I hugged her tight as she wrapped her long legs around me. I looked her in the eyes and took a deep breath. You know I love you, more than I've ever loved anyone, and I can't imagine not having you in my life. Her eyes glistened as she put an index finger on my lips. I love you too, everything you just said, and as far as I'm concerned, you're stuck with me until the end, and you'd have to fuck up pretty bad to get me to leave. So let's just leave it at that, we're both young, well at least I am. As she winced, ready for a tickle attack. I just stuck my tongue out at her and let her continue. I told you when we first met that even before we spoke, I saw you and knew that you were the one. It sounded corny then and it still sounds sort of corny, but I'm positive that we are meant to be together. We'd had this conversation before, but this time, it really hit me as the gospel, the real thing, and I was actually speechless, so I did the only thing I knew to do. I kissed her and kissed her until nothing else needed to be said. Late morning well, for a Monday, everything was going swimmingly and while driving to the next job, I pondered what in the hell going swimmingly really meant when my Bluetooth chimed in my ear. This is George. I answered, hoping the temperamental device actually worked this morning. How's my favorite corporate bigwigs morning going? Brit asked. For once, the connection between my earpiece and the Blackberry in my pocket was perfect. Well, I got a blow job from one of the other board members this morning. That was a pretty good start to the day. I answered happily. Yeah, we need to write that up in the minutes, I suppose. Britt laughed. Seriously, I love you for making me a part of the company. Not to rush you, but is there anything I can do to help on the incorporation? Yeah, about the minutes. I think we need to be a little more discreet about what we put down in writing. If you want, you can do some research on the whole incorporation process. I think it is fairly cut and dry and hopefully we don't need to get a lawyer involved. Sounds good. I'll see what I can dig up. Oh, and what I really called about was to let you know that I have the next two cars lined up for the calendar and I got a quick call from our favorite redhead reminding us that we need to stop by and go over wardrobe for their shoot. Snippets of Becky and Britt in a ridiculously large shoe store and the dressing room of a popular lingerie store bounced around in my head. That was an evening I wouldn't forget any time soon. Only the honking of an impatient senior citizen brought me back to real time. I waved apologetically through the back window and continued on. So what does Mike have us photographing this time? I asked. Let me look, she said with the sound of papers shuffling in the background. I know I wrote it down here somewhere. Okay, here it is. The first is a 1956 Ford pickup. I think he called it a step side. Oh yeah, that's great. My dad had one of those. The step side is kind of like a running board on the side of the bed. It's great when you need something out of the back. Alrighty then. She said like she really didn't care, and she probably didn't. Cars and trucks are more of a guy thing. And the other is something called a Hudson Hornet. Is that right? A Hornet, like the insect? Hell yes, baby, now that is my idea of a car. The testosterone was kicking in. I can't wait to see it. I hope it's not some tricked-out hot rod. Well, I guess we'll find out on Wednesday, she said. So when do we want to go over to Becky's and get fitted? This was a new one on me. I was supposed to be behind the camera, not in front of it. So remind me. 
I answered. It's you, me and Becky with Kate shooting? Oh, and Gina too, being the long-legged one, she's perfect for a tight pair of jeans. Pausing, Britt said. I got the feeling on the phone that Becky is looking forward to getting to know Kate and Gina better, if you know what I mean. Snickering. Yeah, I think I know what you mean and my dick hurts just thinking about it. I kidded. Anyway, as she giggled on the other end of the line. I'm obviously free late afternoons and evenings, so I'll let you coordinate it with the girls and I'll just do what I'm told. Mmm, I like the sound of that. She purred. Doing whatever I tell you to do. Now, now. I countered. Let's not get carried away. I am the president, remember? Yeah, aha, later Mr. President. She replied in her best Marilyn Monroe impersonation and the line went dead. Late afternoon. Red brick photography, Brittany speaking, how may I help you? Came the lilting voice that made my dick wake up. I really wanted to mess with her, but just the sound of her voice caught me off guard. Hey baby, it's me. I'm ready to head for the barn and thought I'd better check in to see if I needed to stop for anything on the way home. Hi lover. Her voice dropping an octave. My cock raised an octave or however you measure that sort of thing. Kate and Gina just called and they're on their way too. They offered to pick up Chinese, so that takes care of dinner tonight and knowing them, probably lunch tomorrow. So did they say how things went at the store today with John? Referring to the impending sale of the business to the girls. Not specifically, but Gina sounded happy and tired. I'm sure we'll get all the details when they get home. All right then, if you don't need anything else, I'll just head for home. It's been a long day and I can't wait to be home with you. Ah, that's sweet. Well, I've been thinking about you all day while I've been looking into the incorporation thing. We'll go over it when you get here, but it sounds pretty cut and dry. Just a lot of forms to fill out and, of course, fees to pay. Yeah. I shrugged. Everyone wants their piece of the pie, I guess. Oh, pie. Britt moaned over the phone. I don't remember the last time I had pie. I could picture her nearly salivating and licking her lips. You don't know of a bakery or pie shop that's on your way home, do you? Yeah. I laughed. I know of one, but it'll cost you. I kidded. What kind do you want? Whatever looks good. She giggled like a little girl. Berry or cream, I like em all. Not a big fan of mincemeat, but I doubt they'll have any. I think that's a holiday thing. I never understood mincemeat anyway. Pausing to take a breath. Oh, do we have any vanilla ice cream? I really need ice cream if you get a fruit pie. I haven't got a clue. As I chuckled at her excitement over pie. Her happiness is truly infectious. Hell, she's infectious, period. I may call you when I get there and I guess in the meantime you can take your sexy little self downstairs and see if we have your ice cream. Okie dokie. She giggled as I heard the office chair roll across the hardwood floor. Throughout this, I'd lost track of where I was and had to double back to get to the bakery I had in mind. I listened to her hum into the microphone of the headset she wore as she skipped down the stairs and went through the front door and into the kitchen. I hadn't intended to stay on the line while she made her recon run, but it was amusing to listen to her hum and carry on with herself. I heard the familiar sound of the freezer door open. Damn, that's cold. Shoulda put a shirt on. It was my turn to snicker as I imagined her leaning topless into the freezer, digging around for the frozen treat. So are you running around the office naked again? I wirelessly whispered into her ear. Oh shit, you scared me. She yelped. I thought I had hung up, and yes, I'm running around naked in the office. She teased. Jealous? Just makes me want to get home that much quicker. So any ice cream in there? I listened to her huff and puff as she rearranged the freezer. 
Yeah, here's a container way in the back. It's, what the hell? Neapolitan? Who buys? Hey, wait a minute. The chocolate and vanilla are all gone and there's nothing but strawberry. Who does that? Guilty, I guess. Although I can't remember ever having bought Neapolitan ice cream in the first place. And secondly, strawberry ice cream should be illegal. I agree. Britt answered as I heard the freezer door close. Mind if I just put this down the drain? Unless one of the girls likes strawberry, feel free. So it's a cream pie or I stop and pick up ice cream? I asked. Yup, your first presidential decision, cream or fruit. She laughed. All right, goofball, I'll get something. I'm here now so I'll be there in about twenty minutes. All right, Mr. President. Again in the breathless Marilyn Monroe lilt. We'll be waiting. This time she did manage to disconnect the phone. Half an hour later I pulled up to the massive rolling door of the brick veneered warehouse and stabbed the remote control button that activated the opener that I was so glad I finally installed. The heavy door is real ball buster. I pulled in and a quick vehicle count told me I was the last one home. I had taken a couple minutes longer to stop and buy my lover some vanilla ice cream and while I was at it, a can of whipped cream too. I had a chocolate cream pie and a boysenberry pie, figured I might as well cover my bases. I didn't get my standard welcome home greeting, so I made my way precariously to the front door, juggling my load. Two trips would have been safer but it's not in my nature. I like to think it is some inbuilt programming for efficiency. I'm always thinking about the right order to do things. I hate to backtrack or take more trips than necessary, or maybe I'm just inherently lazy. It's probably the latter. Lucy, I'm home. I announced in what I thought was a pretty good Cuban accent. Still nothing as I closed the door with my butt. Entering the kitchen I find all three of my comely roommates hunkered over numerous piles of paper on the counter. A high-voltage buzz of conversation hovered over them and I could almost smell the brain cells cooking as they shuffled pages, pointing at figures and graphs. I sat dessert on the kitchen counter and opened one of the many bags of Chinese carryout and took a big sniff. God, I was hungry. So how are my favorite business people? I asked them as I walked behind them and gave each a kiss on top of the head and a love squeeze on the butt. Hi, baby. Britt answered as she spun on the barstool and gave me a big kiss. You'll have to pardon the other two. They've been like this since they got home. I got a second look at the new bikini magnates, and they looked tired. They left for work before I did, and they were still at it. This was one of the things I had brought up with them earlier about becoming a slave to your job. I realize this is different because they are just getting started, and I'm sure the list of things to do seems endless. But at some point you have to take a break. Come on, babe. I know how to get their attention. I said as I turned back to the kitchen. What? You're going to get naked and dance on the table in front of them? Looking back over her shoulder, she shook her head. I know I'd enjoy it, but I'm not sure they'd even notice. I turned and gathered her up in my arms. I'll bet you would, but no, I don't think I have to be that dramatic. Here, help me serve up dinner. With a pouty frown, Brit helped me make up four plates of the aromatic cuisine. Taking two plates each, we approached the girls and passed the plates between them and the piles of figures and notes and held it there. The sight and smells of dinner flipped a switch and both girls blinked and looked at us like they had just been released from a magical spell. Hungry? I asked as I sat the plate in front of Gina, and Britt did the same with Kate. Oh, hi George. Gina blinked and then looked down at the plate again. When did you get home? Yeah, said the little one. I didn't hear you come in. As she started pushing papers around in search of some kind of eating utensil. Well now I'm hurt and just a little concerned. I said with a worried frown. 
I came in, said hello, gave you each a kiss and a loving caress on the butt, and you never said a word. Winking at Brit. Then I sat Brit up on the counter there next to the sink and ate her pussy until she came all over my face. Brit nodded in acknowledgement, running her fingers over her crotch and moaning for effect. There was a brief look of shock and disbelief on both their faces and then Brit had to blow the bit by sticking her tongue out at them. They both laughed and then sheepishly apologized for not acknowledging my arrival. I waved it off and added, Well, at least I didn't have to stop to pick up dinner, so thank you for that. It's the least we could do and after today, we weren't about to have to make dinner. If it wasn't carry out, it was going to be PB and J. The only sounds for the next twenty minutes were those of eating, followed by the contented moans brought on by full bellies. So how did things go with John today? I asked his Brit, and I cleared the dishes. It went well, I think, said Kate as she stood up and stretched the kinks out of her back. Yeah, said Gina as she stood too and walked to the fridge to get some more water. We did a full inventory and went over things with John again. She stopped to peek into the bag I'd left on the counter. Yum, pie. She sang as she lifted the first from the bag. Wow, two pies. You trying to get us fat? She laughed as she pulled the second carton out of the bag. I don't think that'll ever be a problem. I laughed as I put the dishes into the dishwasher. You girls never slow down, and I think Katie has the metabolism of a hummingbird. No one that small should be able to eat as much as she does. Oh yeah? Came her retort from the other end of the kitchen. Pulling her tank top over her head, she stood there topless and tried without success to grab a little belly roll. The other two laughed at her as they followed suit. Gina probably hurt herself trying to pinch some non-existent excess, and my blonde bombshell wasn't having any better luck. See, what did I tell you? I could have bought you each a pie and it would never show up on those perfect bodies. I was laying it on a little heavy, but I figured all three could use a little pick-me-up after the long day they'd put in and all the stresses they were feeling. So who wants pie? I asked. They all groaned and poked their bellies out, rubbing them. Not right now, lover, maybe later. And then they busted up laughing at themselves and enjoyed a three-way hug that I was envious of. After breaking the huddle, they inspected my pie choices and elected me the in-house pie selection specialist. Putting on the coffee pot for later, Katie asked. So, George, can we go over the figures with you one more time? We've been over them so much, they're just a blur. Sure. I replied as I put my arm around her bare waist and led her back to the counter. Gina joined us and we quickly reviewed every aspect of the two businesses. The old guy was being extremely generous with the girls, but I was glad to see the stipulation he'd made about them staying in school was now in writing and signed by all three. Flipping the last page, I closed the folder. Well, it looks like a good deal to me, I said. Worst thing that could happen is that the world stops buying swimwear and you girls end up with a lifetime supply. Thanks, baby. They each said and kissed me on the cheek. Now the real work begins, Katie moaned. Yeah, John is anxious to move on, so we hung a closed sign on the store today. The lease is up like the middle of next week, so he'd like us to be out of there by this weekend. Gina sighed, already tired before the work had even started. So, Kate continued, we'll be boxing up the rest of the week and trying to figure out what to do with the few fixtures we have. Yeah, Gina took over. We also have to change addresses with everyone and on the website. God, we can't thank you enough, baby, for letting us set up shop here. I can't even imagine what we would do without your help. Ah, uh, it's nothing, I said. Yeah, it's no big, chimed in my gorgeous and topless vice president. It took me by surprise and Kate, and Gina just giggled as Brit shot me that big beautiful smile. 
That's right, I'm sorry. Bowing to my partner. Everything will have to go to a vote now. Giving her a wink. Well then, she proclaimed. I call this meeting adjourned and we all hit the showers. I'll second that, I said, standing up. I third it, said one. I fourth it. The other squealed as they sprinted toward the bedroom. Brit and I were the last to move and I took the opportunity to take her in my arms. We hugged and made out until we heard the water running. We better get in there before they use up all the hot water. Brit smiled. Yeah, I suppose. Happy with where I was. I gave her another long kiss and then let her go. She took a couple steps and then seductively dropped her shorts to the floor, looking over her shoulder the whole time. Her backside is every bit as luscious as the front, and she giggled and gave her bubble but a little slap and shake and said, Don't forget to put the pie in the fridge. And her sweet ass disappeared around the corner. By the time I made it into the shower, the girls were just a knot of slick and slippery flesh, vertically writhing and purring under a gentle rain that fell from the ceiling of my overly ambitious shower environment. Starlight cast a sexy glow on the trio as I approached them to see if I could squeeze my way in. No effort was needed on my part as I was sucked into the soft, fleshy center. Hands and lips, soap and caresses, had me quickly clean and hard. Various hands took turns stroking my cock while others slid along my chest and occasionally slipped between the lower cheeks and playfully probed at my asshole. Without a word, cleanup time was over and the rain stopped. We made our way out of the shower and began the drying portion of the program. With practice precision, we draped the soft bath sheets over one another and were soon dry. The marathon hair drying session commenced. One roommate dried the hair of the girl in front of her, and so on until I brought up the rear, a virtual conga line of hair drying. Invariably, I ended up behind Kate, her of the long, thick black hair, so long it hung past the back of her knees. Even though she was shy of five feet tall, it was still a lot of hair. We all completed our assigned tasks in record time. Who wants pie? Brit asked as she turned off her hair dryer and gave Gina a little squeeze on the butt to let her know she was done. I do, I do. Little Kate bounced gleefully in front of me, her long hair flaying my semi-stiffness. It tickled and I backed off and started winding up my cord. I walked to the pullman and bent over to place my dryer in the bottom drawer and Kate and Brit dutifully handed theirs over. Thanks, lover. They echoed as they took advantage of my unguarded derriere. Heading out of the bathroom. I admired the three pairs of distinctly different cheeks as they jiggled their way into the bedroom. Kate and Gina kept walking until they disappeared into the hall toward their room. Britt turned as soon as they cleared the doorway and struck a sexy pose, one long leg out just in front of the other and her hip cocked slightly, both hands resting on them. God, she looked beautiful with her long blonde hair draped over her shoulders, the ends teasing her erect nipples. A devilish smile caused my heart and my cock to jump. Suppressing a giggle, she winked and beckoned me with one crooked finger. Always obedient to a sexy, naked goddess, my erection led the way and I stopped just short of spearing her belly button. With a firm grip on the obvious, she pulled me closer and tilted her head for a kiss. Evidently not responding quickly enough for her liking, she gave me a firm tug and a squeeze. Message received, my lips met hers and our tongues soon wrapped around each other like serpents mating. My cock throbbed as Brit pointed it toward heaven, that heaven between her long limbs. She teased her pussy with the head of my cock, moaning into my mouth as she strummed her clit. I had both hands on her taut ass, spreading her cheeks as I tried in vain to will her to guide me into my favorite place on earth. Ignoring my obvious hints, she held me at bay, kissing voraciously and working my cock until her clit could take no more and her body stiffened. Oh God! 
She groaned in our kiss as her body quivered and I feared for my tongue, now gripped between her teeth as she continued strumming her trembling nub. When the opportunity presented itself, I extricated myself from impending harm and she dropped her head on my shoulder and I held her tighter, my fingerprints permanently imprinted on her butt. Her breathing slowed and she let go of her toy. It was my turn to moan, but in frustration. Thank you. She whispered as her hand was now free to run along my side and offer a tender massage. My pussy's been wet since you teased the girls about eating me out on the kitchen counter. I couldn't wait any longer. I needed a quickie. I reaffirmed my grip on her ass and one index finger strayed across her puckered anus. Parked there, I felt it kiss my fingertip and she nibbled on my neck and whispered seductively. Later, but now I want pie. She laughed and squirmed as I mocked a digital attack on her back door before releasing her. Free, she jumped back and stared hard at my anxious cock. Licking her lips, she looked back at me and whispered, If you're still hungry after your pie, maybe I'll serve you up a little of my famous Brita La Mode. Dragging her finger through her pussy lips and licking it invitingly. See you in the kitchen. She laughed as she turned, grabbed one of my t-shirts out of the drawer and skipped out of the room as she pulled it over her head. Deer in the headlights, I just stood there and stared at her firm pumpkin shaped but as it bounced out of the room. Snapping back to real time, I knew my turn would come, so the sooner we got dessert out of the way, the sooner I'd have my lover on her back, teaching her a lesson on the hazards of teasing. Yeah, like that lesson would sink in, I mumbled inwardly. Pulling open another drawer, I found a pair of boxers I'd never seen before. Brit and the girls were always shopping and if they found anything I'd like, or even better, would annoy me, they bought it. This time it was a pair of Woodstock boxers, not the legendary concert, but the cartoon character. You know, the little yellow bird. Not the worst thing they've ever bought me, as I pulled them on and looked in the mirror. Well shit. I said out loud as my still half-hard dick snuck out through the slit in the shorts, and it looked like Woodstock was perched on a flesh-colored branch. I'm sure this was an unintentional feature of the undergarment, so I figured it was my turn to tease. Taking matters in hand, it only took a minute to bring the branch to full bloom as it were. One more glance in the mirror, and there was the little bird perched proudly on the biggest branch in the forest. I'm ready for my pie, I announced proudly as I rounded the corner into the kitchen. My girls, all dressed in nothing but my t-shirts, turned and all three were bug-eyed. Gina spewed chocolate cream as little Kate choked on her berry pie. Brit just stood there with her mouth agape and then broke out laughing. Ignoring all three, I stepped over to the counter and served up a piece of each on my plate as though nothing was out of the norm. Gina cursed as she wiped up her mess and the tears of laughter that followed. I was kind of worried as it took a bit of hacking and copious amounts of water before Kate was back to normal. Meanwhile Brit sauntered over and gave me a big kiss while trying to debark my branch. I like your new shorts, she purred in my ear. Grabbing my fork, she helped herself to some of my chocolate cream and held it between us at mouth level. Share? She asked before slipping the fork between her lips. Not understanding how literal she was being. She kissed me again and our tongues fought over the chocolate delicacy. Fuck that's hot. I heard Kate croak and then only the sounds of two women engaged in an oral food fight. We broke our kiss and watched the tall brunette lift her petite roommate with ease and set her on the counter, and they shared more pie. If we hadn't all just gotten out of the shower, this would probably have turned into a full-blown food fight slash orgy. As Kate and Gina helped each other sample pie and ice cream, Britt helped me finish mine. Standing at the counter... Her left hand never left my cock as her right hand forked us bites of the bakery's wares. This left me with both hands free to roam and was soon teasing her still-wet pussy with one set of fingers while the other worked its way between the t-shirt 
and her silky smooth skin. Her nipple was hard and waiting and she squeaked as I pinched her lightly, her pussy responding in kind. That's enough fucking pie. Brit proclaimed as a second finger worked its way between her swollen lips. Dropping the fork on the plate she pulled my branch toward the bedroom. Put the pie away ladies, thank you. She yelled over her shoulder. We think we got a muffled reply but at that point we really didn't care one way or the other. Get those silly things off. Brit growled as she pulled the t-shirt over her head. She turned back to me, her blue eyes now nearly black. I knew I was in for a wild time. I kicked Woodstock toward the dresser as Brit tackled me and we tumbled to the bed. Flat on my back, Brit straddled me and sat on my belly. Her long blonde hair was a wild mess and she swept it out of the way over her shoulder. Her eyes were now as black as I've ever seen them, a sign that her sexual fire has been stoked to the point of spontaneous combustion. I hope you don't have anywhere you have to be first thing in the morning, cause I'm gonna fuck you till you have to learn to walk all over again. I'm so fucking horny, now. And flipping her body around and planting herself on my face. Eat my fucking pussy! My heart and cock fluttered at her command. Before I could find my way, she had me deep in her throat. I moaned into her sweet snatch as she went at my cock like it was her last meal. It's hard to ignore any woman when she has your manhood in her mouth and your balls in both hands but with my Brit, it was doubly so. It was almost a contest to see which of us was the dominate one, and if I was any less of a man, I'd throw every match, but it just wasn't in my nature. Turning to the task at hand, I took an ass cheek in each hand and spread her wide. Her pussy dripped on my neck and her outer lips framed her juicy center, welcoming me to feast. I dove in, taking her whole pussy in my mouth and sucked, drinking her juices. Her sucking stalled momentarily as I slid up and speared her cunt with my tongue, lapping at her inner walls. Her fingernails dug into my legs when I pulled her down and her ass cheeks further apart and buried my tongue in her ass. Fyuk. She groaned before taking me back into her throat. She wiggled her butt on my tongue as I smiled inwardly at her reaction to my anal probing. It had been far too long since I'd made love to her sweet ass and I penciled that in on the agenda for tonight. Brit worked my cock like a woman on a mission. Not to be outdone, I hunkered back down and nibbled at her clip before taking it between my lips and sucking as I strummed the tip with the end of my tongue. Letting out a satisfied groan, she paused before attacking my cock once more. Sucking on just the head, she ran her hands over my mucus-coated member, spreading her slick slime over my balls. I felt a curious finger slip southward in search of my generally forbidden hole. Again, two can play this game and my index finger was quickly resting on her wrinkled pink pucker. The knocking on her back door gave her pause and I felt her teeth clinch lightly just below my leaking crown. I dare you was the message, but I was never a good listener. Brit's clinch turned to a moan as my finger slid into the first knuckle. Her ass clinched and her pussy fluttered as I took a deep draw on her clit. Abandoning her search, Brit had one testicle in each hand as she dropped her head down and tried to inhale my dick. Brit worked my cock as I worked my finger, matching cadence, in a little and lingered then slowly back out. When she took me deeper, I did the same until the palm of my hand was flat on her ass. I felt the tip of my cock in her throat, and she did that swallowing slash gulping thing again. I tried to match her by wiggling my embedded digit while flicking at her sensitive trigger. The combination move did the trick as I felt her entire body stiffen, freeing my cock from her oral depths. Brit groaned an unintelligible string of words as her pussy convulsed, feeding me more of her sweet nectar and her sphincter tightened, threatening to cut off the blood flow to my finger. The momentary distraction let me roll her off me and the tide had changed. I now straddled her, 
my slippery member resting on her belly with my back to her. My finger was still buried deep in her clinching ass and her pussy lips panted with exhaustion. I looked over my shoulder at her. Her eyes were closed tight and she chewed on her lower lip. I slid my finger out and then back in and strummed her reddened clit with my thumb. Fuck her! She cried out as her body rumbled under my weight. No more, please! Running her hands up my back. I relented and eased my finger out, leaning down to give her pussy a quick kiss. I rolled right and flopped down beside her. Face to face, we shared soft kisses and petted each other with loving caresses. Her deep blue eyes were back and she stared deep into mine. It was hypnotic and I was sure she was sending me some telepathic message. I concentrated, positive that I would hear her sweet voice in my head telling me how much she loved me and how I was the greatest lover of all time. Absent-mindedly, I strummed her erect nipples, still clearing my mind for her unspoken mandate of love. My fixation on her subliminal dispatch was such that I wasn't aware of her hand's subtle reawakening of my love muscle. In retrospect, my lack of mind-reading skills were probably tied directly to the amount of blood the blonde vixen had redirected. I was about to just give up and admit, So what do you think? I found myself on my back, pinned to the bed, her long legs straddling my belly, my cock still in her control. She smiled down at me though her disheveled locks as she rocked to and fro, my stiffness nestled in the crack of her ass her hand making sure I stayed put. So, she asked as she continued slide her slick ass up and down my anxious cock. Are you ready to get fucked? She literally growled the query while throwing her hair over her shoulders. Her eyes were darkened once more and her nipples were so stiff they must have ached. I nodded yes with my hands on her hips, ready to help in any way I could. She smiled at my anxiousness as she raised herself up on her knees and held me at bay, bending slightly. She looked down as she spread her juices with the tip of my cock. Her clit stood proud and at the ready, just like my cock. That's so fucking hot. She moaned as she tormented the little man in the boat with the slick crown of my cock. Are you watching? She asked. Glancing up at me, then quickly back down. Watch me fuck your big dick. And watch I did as she guided me with practiced precision. We both moaned out loud as the tip of my cock split her inner lips. Are you watching? She asked once more as we both concentrated on the vanishing act. Ah, fuck me, you're big. She moaned as her pussy walls rippled. I wanted to respond, but the sights and sounds were overwhelming. Her milky juices flowed ahead of her descent, my cock anointed for the blessing to come. I think I came a little. She whispered, stopping to watch her love flow. I did it without thinking, animal instinct, I suppose. Momentarily caught off guard, I grabbed her hips and thrust my hips up as I pulled hers down planting the remaining four or so inches to the hilt. At the same time her clit came in contact with the base of my cock, Brit threw back her head and wailed as her pussy convulsed on my cock. I held her firmly in place, running my hands up her sides as her belly rippled and her incredible cunt continued to try and consume my cock. Being the devil I am, I stealthily approached her throbbing nipples and gave them each a firm pinch. This triggered another eruption below. God damn you! She growled as she grabbed my hands, trying to break my hold. Her black pupils looked like smoldering lumps of coal. Breaking my tenuous hold, she grabbed my wrists and leaned down, pinning my hands over my head. Her long blonde hair cascaded over my shoulders as we came face to face. This time the look in her eyes was almost frightening. I knew I was toast. I love your cock, she whispered, grinding her crotch into mine. Giving me no time to reply, her lips locked onto mine. Our tongues parried and thrust in each other's mouths. Brit moaned and kissed me harder each time I willed my cock to stir inside her. 
Out of breath, she pushed back and arched her long back to stare at our connection. I craned my neck too, watching her wet lips sliding up and down my stiffness. Her tits and firm belly glistened with sweat as she slowly fucked me. Can you see okay? She asked, looking back down at me. Can you see my pussy fucking you? I could only manage a nod in the affirmative, hypnotized by the sights and sounds of her tight pussy slurping away at my shaft, milky rivulets running down to my balls. Shifting her hands to bear on my shoulders, my blonde lover rocked her hips taking short rapid strokes. The head of my engorged cock peeked out between her puffy inner lips and then disappeared back into the tight, wet confines of Brit's hungry pussy. God! She moaned as she slowed the cadence, cloaking a couple more inches of cum slick and dick. Watching us make love makes me so fucking hot! Concentrating, she chewed at her lower lip as she pushed herself down. I flexed just as she touched down. Fuck me! She cried as she ground on me. Her pussy walls rippled once more and her abs tightened as another orgasm rolled through. I reached up and pulled her to me. She relented, collapsing on my chest. Her pussy continued to hold me tight as I brushed her damp hair from her face. Her eyes were still unfocused as she rode out the pleasure waves. My hands came to rest on her lower back and I massaged her back and my favorite but cheeks till her heartbeat normalized. We kissed and petted and my baby purred in my ear. I thought for a minute that I'd lost her to slumberland and I could very easily have nodded off myself when her pussy gave me a little wake-up hug. You didn't think I was done with you yet, do you? She whispered before running her tongue inside my ear. My still rigid member gave her a push back and she shivered. Britt pushed herself back upright, her hands flat on my chest. Let's change the view, shall we? Like an Olympic gymnast on a pommel horse, she did a 180, never losing our connection. I nearly lost it, though caught off guard by the sudden twist of events if you will. I grabbed at her hips to make sure she didn't continue and attempt the perfect 360. She giggled as she felt my internal response. You like that, huh? She smiled over her shoulder. You little shit. I replied giving her a little slap on the butt. Oh yeah, baby. Lifting up slightly to give me a better target. Spank my ass, baby. Always the one to oblige, I gave her a sharp slap on the right cheek with a resulting crack that echoed through the room. Yeah, she yelped. Spank your bad little girl. As she continued to slide up and down my cock. Bracing her hands on my knees, she thrust her butt at me, her pussy packed with prick and her asshole winking at me. I alternated from cheek to cheek, spanking my nasty little girl until both cheeks glowed red. Guilt tried to trickle in, but her pleasurable moans and her undulating pussy quickly flushed those thoughts away. Only because my hands started to sting. I stopped and began massage her quivering bum. I lovingly kneaded her warm cheeks as she continued a slow rise and fall on my slick shaft. Britt's asshole winked at me on each upstroke as I spread those delectable hemispheres apart. Calling my name, I couldn't ignore the invite and my thumb slowly made their way. Oh yeah. She shivered as the pad of my thumb rested on her puckered pink. Play with my ass baby. She moaned as she twisted her hips and danced on my cock. There was no retreating now and I kept pressure on her wrinkled bunghole. Her gyrating intensified. Stick it in. Put your finger in my ass. I gathered some of the more than ample juices that continued to run down my dick and moved my thumb up to her back door. The gyrating ceased momentarily as I made my entrance and she inhaled sharply. Fuck me, baby. She groaned as her ass relented and I buried my thumb as deep as I could. Her body shook with both portals now occupied and I pushed he butt up and then let her fall back, starting a slow double fuck. Oh my god! She muttered as my thumb and cock worked together to take her over the top once more. 
my lover sputtered bits of words and expletives as she continued her ride. Forgotten was her promise that I would be the one to be fucked till I couldn't walk knowing she couldn't last much longer. I spread her sweat-soaked cheeks even further apart and snuck my other thumb into her tight tunnel. Holy fuck! She cried as I drove both thumbs as deep as my hands and her ass cheeks would allow. Now with a firm grip on the situation, I drove my cock deep and back up, relentlessly driving for the climax I knew waited just around the corner. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. She chanted until I felt her implode as she buried herself in my crotch and nearly tore my kneecaps off. Her back was ramrod straight as her lower body quivered through a body-racking orgasm. All I could do was stay put and let her ride it out, concentrating on not letting my restless cock move and trying to ignore the numbness in my thumbs. Slowly, Brid returned to the present and sat up straight, still firmly pegged in place. She turned her head and smiled at me through sweat-socked blonde strands. Her pussy gave me a hug. I thought you'd come for sure that time. My cock returned the favor and she bit her lip and let out a little whimper. I need to lie down. We both leaned left so she laid on her side and my cock and thumbs were summarily evicted. We both let out a satisfied groan as we shifted apart and let the cooler air circulate around us. Still too warm to cuddle, I reached out and ran my hand up and down her length as far as I could reach. Brit stretched and audibly purred with contentment. Now I would have been just as happy to roll over and go to sleep, being the unselfish one that I am, yeah, right. Eyes closed and fading fast, I felt the bed move as Brit slithered over and started with the little kisses on my face. Unun, no sleeping for you yet, she whispered as her lips found mine and kissed me softly. Working her way down, she peppered me with kisses on my throat, down to my chest, her tongue teasing my nipples. Giggling, pleased with her effect on me, she worked her way further south, probing at my navel with her rolled-up tongue. Now she laughed as I reached down and pushed at the top of her head. Somebody's anxious. Kissing her way down until she bumped into my awakened dick. Hmm. Sweet pussy. Managing a grin with her mouth full. No more talk. I said as I grabbed a handful of blonde hair and redirected her attention. Yes, sure. She gurgled as she took me into her mouth. I laid back and let her do her thing, listening to her try to make all the obscene noises she could. I was soon as hard and maybe as wet as I'd ever been, my cock literally dripping. Perfect. She proclaimed as she flipped up on her hands and knees and thrust her beautiful ass my way. Face down on the bed, Britt reached back with both hands and spread herself wide. I stared at the porn-like scene. My cock was like a divining rod, pulling me toward her. Grabbing her hips, I ran my length over her distended pussy lips, skipping over her inviting puckered asshole. Over and over, I slid along her fro, my balls slapping at her clit until she growled. Come on, fuck me already. You got it, baby. I replied, grabbing my cock and splitting those plump lips. Halfway home I stopped to let her get used to it, only to nearly get knocked on my ass as she plunged backwards. I said fuck me, as she got up on all four and indeed fucked herself as I just tried to stay upright. Holding onto her hips once more, we got a rhythm, long strokes, so long and slow I could feel the coolness on my cock before slipping into the warmth again. I groaned out loud as I looked down at our coupling. Her pussy lips hugged me tightly spreading her juices along my length. You like that baby? She asked, her black eyes staring at me over her shoulder. You like to watch your big cock fuck my tight little pussy baby? Thrusting with each word. I only grunted as I got a firmer grip and plunged deeper yet. Fuck yeah! She howled as I bottomed out and gave her a couple more for good measure. Brit's asshole winked at me each time I withdrew, teasing me. 
Now I never thought that it was all that sexy to spit on your lover. But at that moment, well it just seemed like the thing to do. With accuracy that would make a middle schooler proud, I made a direct hit. My love jumped and then looked back over her shoulder once more as my thumb once again made its entry into her back door. Hmm. She cooed as she wiggled her ass. Good idea, but I want to watch too. Leaving the next move to her, I let go of my hold and she slithered forward, my cock making an audible pop as it begrudgingly left the warm confines. Britt continued to crawl until she got to the headboard and plumped a bunch of pillows until she was satisfied with her nesting. Turning around, she leaned back into the mountain of bedding. Locking eyes, I watched as she ran her hands down over her perfect tits, over her firm belly, and when she reached the promised land, they each took a different path until they reached her knees, midway down those long, shapely legs. One hand under each knee, my ex-cheerleader demonstrated her flexibility. In a pose that would make a stripper jealous, Brit's pointed toes now touched the headboard, widespread, well near edges of the king-size bed. I followed her eyes until we both focused on her sex. It was a cunt now, obscenely spread and anxious to be fucked. Her asshole too gaped. Choose me, if assholes could talk that is. So fucking nasty. She shivered as she looked up at my cock, now quivering, pre-cum seeping. Fuck me already. She implored. I was already on the move, knee walking with my stiffness in the lead. I leaned forward and grabbed the top of the headboard. With one hand I held the mahogany backer and with the other, I prepared for the final assault. We both watched intently as I let the head, now dark purple and angry, slip between her spread lips. Slowly, she moaned, spellbound by the disappearing act we performed. With the same speed, I slowly withdrew my cock, now enrobed in her milky nectar. Her pussy walls rippled as I descended again, a little faster this time. I love your fucking cock. She mouthed as her dark eyes stayed locked on the action. After a couple minutes of the modified push-ups, my bowed back began to complain and I tried to reposition myself. Brit sensed my discomfort. Let's try something else, baby. Releasing her legs, she straightened out. Scoot back, babe. My cock once more evicted. Evicted, but not forgotten, Brit sat up and grabbed my slippery dick and stroked it slowly. Feels to me like someone's about ready to come, huh? I nodded dumbly closing my eyes and enjoying the personal massage. Well then, she continued, I think it's time that you fuck this sweet ass that you can't seem to keep your fingers out of. I opened my eyes to see hers, dark and desiring. Without another word, she was won her back once more, hands at the ready behind her knees, but this time she rocked straight back, folded in two, her knees beside her head. I had no choice but to take in the sights. Another pornographic pose, Brit smiled at my hypnotic trance. Spit on it, spit on my ass and lick it. Lick my ass and then fuck me till you come in my ass. I want to feel you fill my ass with your hot cum. I want to watch you fuck my ass until you can't take it anymore. I'm not a big on talking dirty. I guess it goes back to my upbringing and being taught that a woman should be treated like a lady, with respect and on some levels, reverence. But I can tell you that it didn't hurt my sensibilities one iota to hear my partner express her sexual desires in any form or fashion. I leaned down and put my hands on the back of her taut thighs. Looking into her lustful eyes, I pursed my lips and a big bead of saliva hung precariously over her waiting anus. She shook as the glob landed dead center, followed closely by my tongue. I stabbed and licked at her asshole as she whimpered. My tongue burrowed at her wrinkled pink and my chin spread her pussy lips flat. Lucky I drug a razor across my stubble earlier. Deeming her ass more than wet and ready— I straightened up and once more we watched as my more-than-ready member eased slowly inside.
Her sphincter did all it could to keep me out, but I persisted until the head of my cock popped inside. Brit inhaled deep as she watched my cock slip inside. I love you, I love you, I love you, she chanted as my cock was slowly consumed. Oh my God! She moaned as my hips met her butt cheeks. We kissed as we did a slow grind, getting used to each other. I love you and I love your cock, she whispered, nibbling on the end of my nose as she continued to rotate her pelvis. You feel huge but now I've had enough foreplay, so get with the program and fuck me. Fuck that ass and give me your cum baby. Taken aback for a second, I pushed back up and grabbed her calves and pushed her deeper into the mattress. You got it, babe. You want that sweet ass of yours fucked? Well, you've come to the right place. Britt giggled at my attempt at dirty talk, but the levity ended I pulled back and then buried all I had deep inside her tight ass. Umph! She grunted as I bottomed out. Her eyes were big and black and she chewed on her lower lip as she watched my cock withdraw and then hammer home again. Ah, no, no were the only sounds she could muster as I relentlessly plowed into the abyss. The sight was mesmerizing as we both watched my cock piston in and out. Her pussy seemed to gulp for air with each cycle. Who's gonna have to learn to walk all over again tomorrow? I asked myself as we felt the end draw near. Britt's eyes grew bigger as my cock also seemed to grow exponentially. Her ass seemed to tighten in a final-ditch effort to expel the intruder. Sweet Jesus. She groaned. It's so fucking big, baby. I feel it. Come for me. Fill my ass. Fuck me. Fuck me. This was it. My ass puckering as my balls tightened and I buried myself as deeply as possible. Ah, sure, three. As my cock pumped like a howitzer, round after round, unrelenting until we ran out of ammo. I collapsed, breathing hard, smacking my head on the African imported hardwood. Arms and legs surrounded me as Brit pulled me in tight. I slumped down just a puddle of spent flesh coming to rest on a cool spot on the mattress. Minutes later, hell it could have been hours later, I was rousted by a cool dampness, gently caressing my spent dick. Soft kisses on my thighs relaxed me as I reached down for her. Hi, baby, my lover said softly as she tossed the washcloth aside and crawled up beside me, her breasts tickling me as she approached. We kissed as she nestled into the crotch of my arm. I wrapped her up and held her tight. Thank you. I whispered as I brushed the hair off her face so I could see her dazzling blue eyes. Anytime. She smiled, running a finger over my lips. Often, in fact. She giggled. But the thank you isn't necessary. In case you didn't notice, I kinda liked it too, like half a dozen times liked it. She leaned up and kissed me again. I kissed her back and ran my hand down her back. She winced a little when I reached her bottom and I pulled back with a start and gave her a questioning look. By the way, she smiled bigger yet. I may be in late for work tomorrow. I seem to have a little hitch in my get-along. I couldn't help but snort and laugh at her. I thought I was the one who was going to have to learn to walk all over again tomorrow. What happened to that plan? Smiling, she snuggled up tighter and whispered in my ear. It went just like I planned it. And then started snoring softly. I love you. I whispered, kissing her softly as I pulled a sheet over us. Love you too came a sleepy muffled reply, and she was out for the count. Tuesday, mid-morning third cup of coffee in hand, I was parked in a parking lot down by the beach, looking out at the surf when the obnoxious Bluetooth interrupted my quiet reflection. Slapping at my ear. This is George. A kissing sound squelched in my ear and I immediately knew who was on the other end. Morning lover. Brit cooed through the airwaves. That was for the kiss I assume you gave me before you snuck out of the house this morning. Well, I didn't really have to sneak out, 
I chuckled. You were dead to the world when I got up, so I just took my shower and grabbed a little breakfast and came to work. I didn't hear a peep out of our two roommates either. Yeah. I heard her stretch, envisioning her long lean body still prone in our well-used bed. Well, I didn't hear them leave either, so I was really deep in dreamland then. I heard her groan and stretch once more. I wish you were here. I could really use a good back rub. I'm as stiff as your dick was last night, taking advantage of my poor little ass. Yeah, well, I'll have to admit to a little soreness too. I replied. Well, I would hope so. Britt laughed. We gave your Willie a real workout last night. Pausing, she continued. And remind me to give Willie a special thank you kiss later. He really knows how to treat a lady. Laughing at her own joke. Yeah, I'll do that, but that may be all he can handle for a couple days, you know, a little kissin' and huggin' dot. I know the feeling. She continued to giggle. Well, anyway, I just wanted to call you and thank you again for an incredible night, and I'll see you when you get home, okay? All right, babe, I'm glad you called and I loved last night too, so any thoughts on dinner? I don't have anything in mind, she said, but I'll probably be talking to the girls later, so I'll see what their thoughts are. Oh, and we have to go get fitted for our cowba duds, so maybe we can get that done too. Sounds like a plan. I'll be getting off on time so if you can drag the girls out of the shop, maybe we can meet Becky at her store and then i take all you girls out for barbecue. If I remember right, there's a great place a couple blocks from her store. Oh, that would be great, Britt answered gleefully. That'll give G and Katie a little time to get to know Becky. I'll work toward getting that put together. It's no wonder you're the president. You have all the good ideas. I'm not sure about all that. I answered. I think last night was your idea and I think that was a hell of a good idea. Okay. She tittered like a little girl. That was a pretty good idea. But my poor little butt is still sore. Switching to a whimper. All right. Well, I'll kiss and make it better tonight. But till then, why don't you see what you can do about tonight? All of a sudden, I'm craving ribs. Okay, lover. I'll hold you to that kiss. Talk to you later. I love you. Followed by another ear-squelching kiss. Love you too. Bye, babe. Just about noon. This is George. As I had just climbed back into my truck after stopping by one of the jobs. Hey, lover, it's me. Uh, who's this? I kidded. Ha, ha, wise ass. She chirped. You know, I was just thinking the other day how we may be spoiling you. Now I'm sure of it. Spoiling me? I countered. Let me see now. Free room and board for you and your two friends. A place for the girls to set up shop at what I'm sure will be a very reasonable rate. I pause. Oh yeah, and a great job, with benefits. Okay, Mr. President. Emphasizing the title. You want to talk benefits? I think the benefits go both ways and if my math is correct, you're getting a much better benefits package than we are, if you get my drift. Okay. In a tone of defeat. I'll concede that my day-to-day life has changed for the better since you guys came along, but, but, searching for something clever to say, but my water bill has shot through the roof since you moved in. I didn't even get a chance to sound indignant as Britt busted up laughing and I couldn't help but join in. God, I love you, she said after she settled down. Even if you do spank me and do unmentionable things to my little butt in the bedroom, you are the best thing that has ever happened to me, she said kiddingly, but with a sincerity that came through the phone. I love you too. A little choked up. I'm such a big baby. Anyway, trying to regain a little of my masculinity. What's up? Well, I gave Becky a call and we're all set to go over this evening and get measured up and all for their shoot. 
Her boss will also be there, so we can get a sense of what she really wants. Sounds great. I take it you let the girls know about it. Yeah, I checked with them first and oh crap, I almost forgot. Forgot what? I asked. Britt's voice transitioned to her little girl voice. Well, Gina and Katie asked if I could call you and see if you happen to be in the area of their store and if you happen to have a step ladder in your truck? I shook my head and suppressed a laugh. So they thought I might just be in the area with a step ladder that they happen to need? Why didn't they call me direct? Well, honestly, I think they are a little embarrassed to ask because you've done so much for them already and they thought there was a ladder there. They're guessing it was John's personal ladder and he took it home. Oh, they also said that if you get there around lunchtime, they'll feed you. They're ordering in a pizza. Okay. I chuckled. How can I turn down cold, greasy pizza? I just happen to still be on a job and I can borrow a ladder from here. I'm only about 20 minutes from their store, so I'll head on over. Thank you, baby. I know they'll really appreciate it. It sounds like they were working their cute little asses off. I have no doubt. Stepping out of the truck to go steal a ladder. One thing you can't call them is lazy. I'm glad John gave them this opportunity. It'll be a great education for them. God, I thought to myself, I'm starting to sound like an old man, handing out sage advice and such. Yeah, Britt replied. They're really good girls and good friends and I know they feel lucky to be so far from home and family and kind of be a part of a family here too. I know I feel that way and we all love you, but me the most. I'll be the first to admit that I don't miss my single, Lone Wolf Days at all. I can honestly say that I don't remember what I did with my free time till you came along. I must have been pretty bored, but I don't remember sitting around twiddling my thumbs either. Ha! She laughed in my ear. I can only imagine that trouble you got into before I came along, and it's pretty obvious that you are a bit of a workaholic, and I'm working on remedying that too. Then in her May West persona. And if you're looking for something to twiddle, come up and see me sometime. All right. Laughing. Well, let me go find a ladder and I'll go see the girls. Did you set a time with Becky for us to come in? I told her we'd be there around five or so. That should give you time to come home, take a quick shower, if I let you, and then we'll be off. Okay then, I'll see you around four. Love you. Love you more. She said in what I assume was her Marilyn Monroe voice, and then the line was silent. Twenty-five minutes later as luck would have it, I could park right up in front of the girls' store. I looked at the front window and along with the big closed sign, the rest of the windows were covered with sheets of white wrapping paper. I grabbed the ladder and as I was about to open the front door, it burst open. Oh, excuse me, sir, said the red-faced, flustered young man. He brushed by me, but not before I say the little bag with the store logo clutched tightly in his hand. I turned and watched him scurry down the sidewalk. Oh, hi, George, came a familiar voice from behind me. Good timing as I turned back to the store entrance. Little Kate was leaning up against the door jamb wearing a tiny slip of a bikini that left very little to the imagination. Behind her, Gina stuck her head around the corner and smiled a smile that made the front of my pants tighten. Come on in, Kate said, stepping aside. I maneuvered the ladder through the door and turned as I heard the deadbolt latch. Through the front window, a soft glow of filtered light lit the girls better than most studio lighting. Damn it, I wish I had my camera. The lighting is perfect. The girls struck a pose, arms around each other's waist, hip to hip, well hip to thigh if you want to be completely accurate. Gina towered over Kate, and the light and the lack of impairing clothing made it just that much more obvious. Hold on, I said as I whipped out my phone to take a quick shot. 
They giggled as I tried to take a somewhat creative picture with the tiny device. Any picture was better than none of the two of them standing in the store one last time. Surrounded by racks of skimpy swimwear, they looked stunning in matching two-piece numbers. Kate wore a black bikini that with her lustrous black hair, made her skin glow. Little silver buckles high up on her hips joined the small pieces of fabric that made up the bottoms. The top was as tiny as the bottom with the silver clasp located conveniently between her proud bees. Gina's outfit was a fire engine red that looked even smaller on her statuesque frame. The top struggled to contain her D's and the hip-riding strings of the bottoms made her legs look as long as Kate was tall. You girls look gorgeous. As I put my phone back in my pocket. Thanks, babe. Gina, the Amazon brunette replied as she catwalked over and grabbed both sides of my head and kissed me till I struggled to breath. That makes up for missing my good night and good morning kisses. My turn, laughed Kate as she launched herself at me. I caught her, and she wrapped her legs around my waist and kissed me like we hadn't seen each other in years. I had both ass cheeks in my hands as she squirmed against me until she came up for breathe. So, as I walked over to the sales counter and sat the little one's butt on the cold glass, what was up with the young man that shot out of here like he was on fire? Oh, that was Jimmy from the pizza place down the street. We've been teasing him since we opened. We'd order in at least once a week and it was so cute how nervous and fidgety he was around us. Yeah, and Johnny scared the shit out of him when he was here. I think Jimmy thought he was our grandfather or something. He wouldn't even look at us when Johnny was in the room. Kate giggled. Anyway, Gina continued. We decided to order one last pizza and it just so happened that because it was so damn hot in here, we were wearing these. Doing the little pirouette. To work in when he came by. It was funny as hell when we asked him in and then closed the door behind him. He saw that the windows were covered and I swear you could see him shake. He was so nervous. Laughed Kate. I kind of felt sorry for him. I think he thought maybe we were going to rape him or something. Gina pouted. Kate started to giggle again. And then, Gina continued. Little Miss here said since we're closing, we just want to give you one last special tip dot. Yeah, that was kind of mean I guess. The little minx fidgeted on the showcase top. You see... A couple weeks ago Jimmy came into the store with his girlfriend. She was as cute as could be, but really shy and you could tell she was nervous about being here and maybe a little perturbed when Gina and I greeted him by name and gave him a little hug when he came in. Anyway, his girl, I don't remember her name, has a birthday coming up and he wanted to buy her something. Well, she turned every shade of red imaginable as Jimmy picked up one bikini after another, trying to get her to choose one. She finally dragged him out of the store and that was that. Gina picked up the story as she tugged at the micro-top trying to keep her breasts at bay. We didn't think much about it until today before we ordered lunch and thought it would be nice to pick out a couple suits we thought she would be comfortable in and give them to him to give her. That was pretty generous. I said, knowing what some of the swimwear went for. Actually, Gina blushed. We ended up giving him a couple that were given to us as samples from suppliers, so we weren't really all that generous. Well, it was still pretty nice of you. I hope she likes them, I said. Oh yeah, she'll like them, Kate said. She's about my size and we didn't give her anything as risque as these. Jumping down from the counter and turning to wiggle her tight little butt at me. I stepped up beside her and palmed her ass cheeks. I could nearly cover both with one hand. So what kind of pizza did you get? Leaning in to smell the hot pie. Gina laughed as she stepped up next to me and grabbed me by the ass. We know you, you'll eat just about anything giving me a tight squeeze. I guess you're right. Reaching over and returning the favor. 
Gina shivered at the touch, and I could feel it all the way through her bountiful butt. Her eyes glistened as she turned to kiss my cheek. So let's eat before this gets cold. We reluctantly separated as we grabbed up napkins and each grabbed a slice. Gina drug some stools out of the back room, and we ate leaning back against the front counter. The girls talked between bites of all the work that lay before them and thanking me for the latter to get at some of the items they had stored on the top shelves of the storage room. Not a problem. Do you need any help with any of the heavier things? I asked. No, said Kate, just as she took a bite. A glob of sauce hung momentarily from her bottom lip before letting loose and landing on her right tit, just missing the tiny top. Damn it, she said as she gathered up the majority of the tomato sauce with her index finger. Here, let me help, Gina said. Leaning over, she opened the little buckle on the black bikini top and slipped both halves aside. The little one's titty stood proud and her nipples stood prouder yet. Without pause, Gina proceeded with the clean-up, her long tongue lapping at the residual red sauce. Finished, the brunette made a quick visit to each nipple, kissing each one before sitting back up straight. There, all clean, grabbing her own piece of pizza back off the counter. You're the big tease, Kate said as she sat her piece of pie on the counter. Stepping up to Gina, she unbuckled the straining red top on her roommate, freeing her beautiful breasts. Here, that's better. We don't want you getting your top dirty either. And then proceeded to take each of Gina's tits in both hands and French kiss both of her roommate's erect nipples before taking her seat again and resuming lunch. I shifted in my seat as it was getting a little crowded down below. We finished our lunch in silence. I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to fall, but the girls acted like there was nothing out of the ordinary going on, and in retrospect, I guess that's not far from the truth, at least where our little family of four is concerned. Tummy full, I stood up. Well, if you girls don't need me for anything else, I guess I should get back to work and I'll see you at home before we go to Becky's for our fitting, I said with stupid air quotes. Thanks for bringing the ladder over, Gina said as she wiped at her perfect lips with a napkin. Yeah, thanks babe, Kate said haltingly. Oh George, you got some sauce on your pants, stand still. Before I could glance down, Kate was on her knees wiping at my crotch for the supposed tomato sauce. Gina stepped in behind her, trapping the little one between us, and once again took my head in both hands and kissed me hard. I could feel Kate fumbling for my belt buckle as she was mashed up against me. I tried to give Kate a little room by reaching up and taking Gina's generous boobs in my hands. I strummed her nipples as she moaned into our kiss. Her tongue danced with mine as I felt cooler air on my ass. Kate had managed to loosen my jeans enough to get them to the floor. Back it up, baby came Kate's muffled command as I felt her hand wrapped around my cock. Not sure which baby she was talking to, Gina and I both backed up, never losing our oral connection. Tented over her, Kate found room to get in front of my rigid dick and I felt her warm lips wrap themselves around me. With both hands now firmly gripping me, her warm, wet mouth and tongue explored my cock. Slurping and sucking sounds beckoned Gina. She pulled back and looked into my eyes before giving me a parting kiss and then made her way to join her roomie. Got room for one more? Gina asked lightly as joined Kate. All she got was a nod in the affirmative as Kate's mouth was full. Gina ran her tongue up and down the side and bottom of what was not between the little one's lips. Kate had her right hand on my ass, holding me tight, like I was going to try and get away. Her other hand had found its way to my balls, tickling and tugging playfully. Gina's hands were soon doing the same as they took turns teasing my cock. They were in no hurry to see me leave and they took turns trying various ways to outdo one another. Kate took me in her mouth and worked her way down, determined to deep-throat me. 
Gina, meanwhile, did her best to distract her by nibbling at the little one's nipples and reaching down to slip a long finger into her wet pussy. Kate moaned on my cock as Gina's fingers did their magic. Kate gagged and then backed off, tears running down her cheeks. I almost had it, bitch. Kate barked at Gina, who still had a tit in her mouth. Kate grabbed a handful of brunette hair and pulled Gina up to eye level. I was momentarily afraid that I would be witnessing the first catfight ever between the two when they both grabbed the back of the other's head and tired to smother one another with their tongues and mouths. What hands were not latched to my wary cock were soon buried in each other's crotches. The slurping and slapping sounds resounded from above and below and my cock and I thoroughly enjoyed the sights and sounds. Needing air, they broke loose and stared at each other for a second. I think it's your turn. Kate nodding in my direction. Gina nodded before turning back to the task at hand. Opening wide, Gina locked eyes with mine as she slowly consumed me entirely. Her nose poked at my lower belly as the head of my cock nudged the back of her throat. Fuck, that's hot, Kate whispered. She slid behind Gina and hugged her from behind. Grabbing a tit in each hand, Kate leaned over her shoulder and whispered in her lover's ear. Gina's eyes grew big and then she slowly nodded yes. Kate now looked up to me and said, Fuck her face. Gina wants you to fuck her face. I glanced back to Gina, her mouth still bottomed out on my cock. My questioning look was met by another affirmative nod as she backed off a little and then dropped back down on my shaft. Now in all my years, I'd never really done this, although I'd seen it in a lot of movies. The sounds and the tears far from turned me on and I really considered it kind of masochistic. Growing impatient, Kate leaned back and took control. Come on. She commanded her hands now on both sides of Gina's head. Fuck that pretty face. She wants it. Fuck her. Fuck her. G-U-H, 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 G-U-H. From deep in her throat, thick mucus coated my cock and dribbled down Gina's chin. I couldn't take much of it, the sounds and sight, not the feeling. The feeling was great. I wrested control from Kate who we'd seen before slip into this hardcore porn persona. Her eyes were on fire as I extricated Gina from my cock and pulled her up and hugged her tight. I kissed away the tears on her cheeks and hugged her tighter. I'm sorry, I whispered. I didn't want to do that. I thought I needed to console her, petting her, caressing her with my hands up and down her long back. It's okay. She whispered back and then nibbled on my earlobe. Don't tell Kate. Her tongue circling the inside of my ear. But I came while you were fucking my face dot. She made it sound about as dirty as Kate had earlier and I leaned back to look at her. She nodded. I loved it and I love you. I was kind of dumbstruck and grasping for something to say, and then I was just gasping and my eyes must have bulged out. The same. G-U-H, G-U-H, G-U-H. Sound, but at a different pitch echoed in the room. Gina and I both looked down and watched as Kate, both her hands tied on my ass, her mouth open wide, drove her head in and out, fucking her face on my cock. Her eyes were closed tight as she concentrated on not gagging. It felt fucking amazing, and if she was having fun, who was I to deprive her? I looked back at Gina and with my finger under her chin, I tilted her head back up and kissed her. We kissed and kissed, my hand cupping her sex, one finger deep inside her tight snatch. Kate's pitch changed and we glanced down to see her furiously fingering herself as she continued to swallow me whole. A sudden pause gave away her climax and her remaining hold on my ass tightened, her nails digging into my all-too-abundant flesh. The view from above triggered something in Gina too and I felt her pussy walls squeeze my finger tight as her body shivered against me. With one head buried in Kate's long black hair atop her head and my other now holding Gina tight, I watched and waited as they both recovered. 
Gina smiled at me and kissed me once more before dropping back to her knees beside Kate. My mucus-covered cock wavered in the midair as the girls embraced and kissed one another. Gina lapped at Kate's face like a mother cat, cleaning her chin of her excesses. Without thinking, I automatically latched onto my stiff dick and stroked it slowly, enjoying the girls' comforting display. Catching movement out of the corners of their eyes, they turned to watch myself pleasuring. Another first, I guess. They had never watched me jack off. That thought alone made me harder yet. That's so fucking hot. Kate whispered to no one in particular. Gina looked up at me and winked and gave me a little kiss on the hip. Are you about ready? Gina asked as she reached up and lightly cupped my balls. She got her answer there and smiled back up at me. What do you want me to come? I asked grunting as I tried to hold it back. On our face, on our face. Kate nearly shouted. Give us the money shot. She groaned her hand between her legs once more. Gina nodded her approval, trying not to laugh at Kate's morphing once more into a porn starlet. Okay, here we go. Doing my part to play the role. The girls put their heads together, like in every other porn movie ever done and waited. The wait was short. I grabbed the top of Kate's head once more, this time to steady myself and I let loose. Kate squealed and Gina moaned as they opened their mouths and closed their eyes and I did my best to liberally coat them both. I was feeling generous and shared equally, covering them like a poorly iced cake. If a poll was taken of the average man, I would bet that given the choice of coming inside the orifice of his choice versus spraying his load onto his lover's face, I would think that the majority would vote for the more personal feeling of sharing their love, planting their seed deep inside their lover. Having said that, I'll have to admit it was kind of fun the other way too, kind of like a kid in a water hose, trying to make as big a mess as possible. Equally entertaining was watching the cleanup. You're a mess, Gina said as she wiped warm come off Kate's closed eyes and licked her fingers, looking back at me as she sucked another finger. You should talk, Kate said as she licked at Gina's chin and lips before kissing her, sharing me. They squeegeed one another, feeding one another before a final tongue bath. Satisfied with a job well done, they turned their attention back to me and made sure any residual materials were licked clean. Afraid what a continued cleaning might lead to. I coaxed them both back to their feet, and we shared a final three-way kiss. The girls redressed me and sent me on my way, them still nearly naked. I listened as the deadbolt was thrown once more, and wondered how much more work they would get done this afternoon. Home again, 4 p.m. Hi, lover. Britt called from above. I glanced up to see my love leaning over the short wall that surrounded the second level that made up our office and a small studio area. As is her tradition, she flashed me and jiggled her magnificent tits at me giggling the entire time. I'm about finished here, she said, her tits still on display. You go jump in the shower and I'll be down in a minute. Okay, babe, I said, shaking my head in mock disbelief. I truly hoped she'd never change. I made it into the bedroom and dropped my clothes on the bed and headed to the shower. All by my lonesome, I just turned on the personal shower with the handheld head and luxuriated in the massaging pounding the shower delivered. In a rare instance, I showered alone and was just turning the valve off when a cold wave of air rushed into the shower. Not so fast there, Buster, said the exquisitely naked Brit. Skipping into the shower, she wrapped me up in a full-body hug and we kissed. My hands naturally gravitated to her incredible ass which I squeezed hard. Mmm, she moaned in our kiss. I guess the pain of last night's adventures were gone. I just need a quickie. Brit explained as she stepped away and did that thing women do with their hair that miraculously holds it up on top of their heads. She turned back to my quizzical stare and then laughed. Not that kind of quickie, 
A quick shower and mind the hair, she said, handing me the handheld and turning the water back on. I dutifully held the shower as I watched her soap up her supple form, from shoulders to toes. Standing back straight, she reached for the ceiling and said, Okay, rinse. I snapped out of la land and did as I was told, starting at her shoulders, careful not to get her hair wet. I followed the water's path down her firm form, leaving not a trace or bubble behind. Around her midsection, I felt her stare and I glanced up, catching her looking at my cock once again stiff, as it always seemed to be in her presence. Looking back up, she was now staring at me, suppressing a smile. You'd think you'd had enough after the lunch I heard about, she said with a laugh. I just smiled and finished rinsing. Taking the sprayer from me, she handed me the soap and washcloth. The back, please. More than happy to oblige, I worked my way again from shoulders to feet. I was happy to see that the redness was gone on the ass I so revered. Switch, I said, handing her the soap and cloth and taking possession of the sprayer once more. Same path as before, starting at the shoulders, but this time, I anointed each area with a kiss as I made my way. I spent extra time at the halfway point, liberally kissing each cheek before burying my face in between. Brit squealed when my tongue found her sweet pucker once more and reached back and held me there for a minute. I didn't mind, I could stay there all day, but she had her priorities. With a hand full of my hair, she extricated me and brought me back to my feet. We don't have time, baby. She pouted, which made me feel a little better. The girls called just as I was about to come into the shower and let me know they were on their way home. Grabbing my cock, she looked me in the eye. They also gave me the Reader's Digest version of your lunch together. Said they didn't get a damn thing done after you left. Spent the rest of the afternoon chasing each other naked around the store, eating each other's pussy, fingering each other, even scavenging around the store looking for things they could use as dildos on each other. I'm sure we'll get some juicy details later. Ah, fuck, I said under my breath. I looked down, and Britt was still stroking my cock. Hoping for a replay of earlier today, I closed my eyes and then I was alone. I just heard the girls come in the front door. Britt said as I watched her ass bounce up and down and out of the shower. I slowly followed, a little dumbfounded. Britt was standing at the mirror with a towel wrapped around her as she brushed her hair. I was facing her, just about to say something when Gina and Kate poked their heads around the door and said, We're home, we'll just... And then they stalled. Britt looked up at them in the reflection in the mirror and followed their gaze. I was still rock hard and pointing at Brit, and she just smiled as the girl said, Jesus George, doesn't that thing ever go down? Chapter 23 5 p.m. On our way for our fitting? I was at the wheel with my girl Brit by my side. Kate and Gina were in the back seat of my crew cab pickup, jabbering away while Brit listened intently, running her hand up and down the hard-on in my jeans. And it was so fucking hot when he came all over our faces. Kate sputtered on at ninety miles per hour. It was just like the movies, but I didn't get to see him come cause my eyes were closed. I hear that shit burns if you get it in your eyes. She slowed to take a breath. How can something that tastes so good burn you? Slow down, girl. Gina said. Orange or lemon juice tastes good, but it'll burn you. It's acidic. Maybe if we worked on Lover Boy's diet, you could take it in the face with your eyes open. She kidded. It was different. She continued. But I still prefer to receive mine by direct deposit, if you know what I mean. Gina leaned forward and ran her hands through my hair as Brit squeezed a little harder. So you didn't get much done after your facial? Brit inquired. 
No, even though we both got off with George, we were still so horny that we just said fuck it and enjoyed each other for the next few hours. Gina replied. Yeah, it was fun. Kate giggled as she let her hand wander up Gina's long, bare thigh. She had on a pair of short shorts, but any pair of shorts are just that on those long legs. We played a game where one of us was the customer, and the other was the salesgirl, and the salesgirl had to help the customer try on different suits. It gets really hot in those little dressing rooms, and it's hard to 69. The rooms are so tiny. Britt felt my cock pulse at the thought of the pair curled up in that little closet, slipping their tongues into each other's slick snatches. What was this thing you mentioned about trying to find a dildo in the store? She asked. Oh, that was funny. Gina chimed in. I had this one. Her hand now on Kate's thigh, with one finger slipped up under the leg opening of her shorts. Eating out one of the mannequins in the front window, you know, her face buried in this imitation pussy, and I was behind her fingering her like crazy. She was squirming all over the place and I was laughing so hard watching her lapping away at this plastic cunt. I glanced over my shoulder and Kate was actually beginning to blush a little. So what about the dildo? But it wasn't about to let this story end here, and she grabbed my right hand and pulled it between her legs. The heat was intense. Well, when I had two fingers in, she moaned something like, I wish George hadn't left or something like that. I mean, at first, I was kinda offended, you know, like I didn't know what I was doing. Baby, Kate tried to interject. I didn't mean it like that. I meant I'd rather be licking your pussy than pretending that plastic girl was the real thing. Yeah, whatever. Gina humphed. So I left her high and dry, her ass in the air and went looking for a substitute for studly here. I found some wall hangers I think they call them. They're these chrome-plated rods that stick out from the wall and they have a ball on the end to keep the hangers from slipping off and they also have a kink in them, you know, so they point up at the end. Oh, kind of sounds like a G-spot toy. Brit cooed as her grip got tighter and my hand got hotter. Exactly. So Kate was still ass up in the front window, but she'd abandoned her faux girlfriend and had torn a little corner off one of the pieces of paper covering the window and was looking outside. Yeah, I got bored, so I thought I'd see what the rest of the world was up to. Anyway, I snuck up on her and lubed up my toy with a little spit, and then I just slipped it right inside her. Gina started laughing and Kate got redder still. You should have seen her jump. She screamed and bumped her head on the window and tore the paper some more. Lucky for her, there was no one right outside or they'd have seen her face mashed against the window. Anyway, once she figured out what was going on, she got into it. Her ass was rolling around and I was working that thing, looking for her G-spot. It took a minute, but when I found it, she completely lost it. Kate's color had returned to normal as she conceded to the story. Yeah, it felt pretty good, not as good as you, George. She quickly added, I'm spoiled now. Yeah, once you've had our George, you'll never go back. Britt giggled as she ground against my hand. That's the truth, babe. Gina agreed as she ran her hands through my hair once more. Hey, we ought to have t-shirts printed with that on it, she laughed. So how about you, baby? Britt asked as she kept up her teasing through my jeans. How was it for you? What do you mean, how was it? I got blown by two gorgeous women and had pizza. What could be better? That got me a round of laughter from the back seat and a tighter tug from the front. Smartass, my girl replied. What I meant was, did you live out any porn fantasies like Katie obviously did, by coming on their faces? I don't know. Squirming uncomfortably, and not from the question. It was different to watch their faces, but it didn't really look like they enjoyed it. Maybe because they had their eyes closed. 
My mind flashed to the first time Brit gave me a blowjob and we locked eyes as I came in her throat. My cock jumped at the recollection and Brit gave a little squeeze and cast a knowing glance. I don't want to do it all the time. Kate defended herself. I wanted to do it once, like in a porno, and it was fun to lick it off Gina. Kate took the opportunity to lean over and give her bedmate a big kiss. Timing be everything, thank God, we made it to Becky's store before we had to talk anymore about this afternoon. I love the sex and all and I love the girls, but I don't need to carry on and critique each encounter. If the girls want to talk amongst themselves about it, and I'm sure they do, then that's fine, but I just as soon leave it in my head to reload and replay later. I pulled up in front of the store and threw it into park. Okay ladies, we're here. Let's go try on clothes, I said mockingly. The girls giggled and squealed with enthusiasm as they bounded out of the truck. They were already inside hugging and kissing and laughing before I made it through the front door. They stayed huddled, whispering and tittering as I stood there for what seems like forever. Becky, the red-headed beauty and store employee, was dressed in a short, sexy, fringed suede skirt with a crocheted sleeveless top that was just short enough to give the occasional flash of tummy. On her feet were the required boots, black. She glanced at me and winked and then whispered in Brit's ear. They broke huddle and Becky slowly took the half-dozen steps it took to reach me. I stood dumbly frozen as I took her in. She was a vision I knew I wanted to capture in the studio again sometime. Hi, George, she said with a hungry look in her eyes. It was just a whisper, but we were nearly nose to nose. With a quick glance over her shoulder, she turned back to me. I've missed you, and then tilted her head for a kiss. I figured on a quick, good-to-see-you kiss, but as always lately, I was wrong. The fiery redhead had her tongue in my mouth and one long leg between mine a slow grind against the cock that had been constantly teased for most of the evening. As we were potentially in public, my hand stayed resting at the small of her back instead of further south. Well, I've missed you too. I was finally allowed to say after the more than just friendly kiss. I looked over her shoulder at Brit who wore a big smile. Behind her, the other two were ignoring us completely, digging through a rack of clothes. Holding my hand, Becky walked us over to Brit, who got another kiss from the redhead. I'm glad you guys could make it, Becky exclaimed to us all. We're really excited about the shoot, she continued. Go ahead and look around and I'll go get Virginia, the owner. And she turned, frills fluttering and headed toward the back of the store. Brick grabbed my hand and leaned in for another kiss. Nice to see Becky again, huh? She wore a smirky, knowing smile now. Again my mind did an instant replay of Brit, Becky and I in the lingerie dressing room. Once again. Brit read me like a book as I felt her hand between us, massaging the love muscle once more. I had to sweat her away as I looked over her shoulder and saw Becky coming back with another woman close behind. I had just a few seconds to make my appraisal before they joined us. The woman was about five feet five inches with another six. Inch of hair piled on top of her head. She was blonde, obviously from a bottle, and her tanned face was smiling and confident. She was pretty now and must have been an absolute stunner when she was younger. I'm not brave enough to guess a woman's age, but if I had to, I'd have say she was in her early forties. She too wore a simple printed skirt that whisked back and forth as she walked. She wore the regulation western boots, only hers were bright blue. On top she wore a long sleeve blouse with pearl snaps that strained to contain breasts that rivaled, if not surpassed Gina's ample set. Virginia, this is Brit, Kate, and Gina, Becky said, introducing the girls. Very nice to meet you she said as she shook hands all around. And of course, this is George. George, Virginia. I made the one step forward, my hand out. 
Virginia, very nice to meet you. Virginia took my hand and pulled me in closer, tilting her head. I automatically leaned down and gave her a quick kiss on the cheek, a little surprised. Still holding my hand, she said, Ginny, please. Becky has talked a lot about you, all of you, and I feel like we've already met. I looked at Becky, whose cheeks glowed red. Gina and Kate giggled while Britt, standing beside me, covertly gave my butt a squeeze. So, Ginny continued, still holding my hand. I hear you're quite the photographer. Well, I stuttered, trying to figure out whether I should try and retrieve my hand or not. You certainly don't lack for beautiful subject matter. She continued, releasing her grip and turning to the girls. They smiled back and blushed a little themselves. I also saw some of the pictures you took of Becky. She said, looking back at me. Oh shit. I did a quick mental rewind of the shots of Becky and Britt we'd done. Short Daisy Dukes, bare midriffs, hats and boots. Sexy but not overly so. There I convinced myself. Yes, those turned out very nice. Becky is a natural. Yes, she is. Ginny said as she stepped next to Becky and put her arm around her waist. Been that way since she was a little girl. Put her in front of a camera and she comes to life. Damn near bankrupted her daddy. He spent so much money on film and pictures. You couldn't take a bad picture of her if you tried. Becky had achieved the fourth level of redness. Virginia, come on now. So you've known Becky a long time then? Kate so astutely deduced. Well, yes, didn't she tell you, this little girl is my niece? Hugging her tighter. Her mama and I are sisters, I'm the younger one. She said proudly. There was a brief moment of awkward silence but for the gears turning in our heads. Thankfully before I started asking myself a bunch of questions I couldn't answer, Ginny continued. So let's look at some clothes and we'll talk about what I have in mind for the pictures. I think Becky and I have it pretty well ironed out. Happy to avoid any more family-slash-relations talk, I dutifully followed the ladies further into the store. While handing out various pants, shirts, blouses, and the like for the girls to try on, Ginny described her ideas. What I want right now is some shots for a clearance sale I have coming up next month and while we're at it, I thought we could take some generic shots for an online catalog that we are working on. That works for me. I said. Kate and Gina have just taken over a swimwear store that is now just online sales and they have been doing pretty well with it. Kate does most of the photo work on that and Britt does some of the website programming type stuff for them. I pretty much stay off the computer except for actual photo work. All three of them make me look pretty foolish when it comes to actual programming and that kind of thing. Ginny handed Kate another pair of pants to try on. I've looked at both websites with Becky and they look pretty nice. Thank God for Becky. I'm a dinosaur when it comes to computers and she understands what people want to see and how to, what do they call it, navigate around the site. She checked the fit on a pair of tight wranglers that Gina had on. Gina turned so that Ginny could check the length and the fit in the back. You are a long-legged one, aren't you? As she tugged up on the waist a bit. Nice but too. Giving her a little slap on the back pocket. Here, try these on. Handing her another pair. Gina skipped off and stopped and whispered in Britt's ear as they passed in the aisle way. They both smiled as they glanced at Ginny who had her back to them. Ginny handed Britt a skirt and a couple blouses and sent her on her way back to the fitting area. Becky must be back there, I thought, probably doing the initial check on the fits. God only knows what else they're talking about. So, turning back to me. Let's get you decked out, shall we? I followed her to another aisle in the men's section. So what is your waist size there, stud? We were alone in the men's section and from the sounds in the distance, the girls were having a grand time playing dress-up. 
Well, uh, it depends. Uh, well, these are 34, I think. She turned to look at me and then turned back to the shelves. Looks about right. How about your inseam? Wow, she had me there. It always seems to vary and then when I wash then, well, hell only knows. She tired of waiting and in a flash she was coming at me with a cloth tape measure. Stand still and spread your legs a little. She ordered as she nimbly dropped to her knees in front of me. Holding one end at the floor, she ran the other end of the tape up my leg toward my crotch. I didn't give it much thought as this is what she does for a living and she is a professional and all and to be perfectly honest, I was always a little nervous when a male tailor was making the same moves. Here we go, she said as the back of her hand ran up the inside of my leg, searching for the apex of my anatomy. Hm, she hummed as she took her sweet time. Evidently not satisfied with the accuracy of the first measurement, she switched legs and when she reached the top this time, she was actually cupping my half erection while the edge of her hand crowded the boys upward. Nice, she said approvingly. I wasn't sure if it was nice that the two measurements were the same. You know the old saying, measure twice, cut once. Or was she making a comment on something else? She seemed to linger there a bit longer than necessary, but long enough for me to look down at an impressive freckled cleavage. A couple of those pearl snaps had lost the game of -of tug-of-war, and just a wisp of a white lace bra peeked out. Ginny held up her hand and I took hold and helped her back to her feet. Thank you, she said and while we were face to face, she said, I sense my niece is quite smitten by you and I can tell why. Giving me a quick wink. She also can't stop talking about your Brit either. I'm pretty open-minded for a broad my age and Becky is pretty sharp, but my sister asked me to keep an eye on her. You know mothers, always protective of the little girls. Anyway, what I'm saying is I sense you're a good guy, a damn lucky guy, but a good guy, and that you won't do anything to hurt my Becky. To say I was caught off guard would be an understatement. I didn't see this coming, but then, if I'd known that Becky worked with her aunt, I would maybe have approached this a little differently. Since the girls had moved in, I often wondered what would happen if a mom, or heaven help us, a dad of one of the girls should show up unannounced one day. Ginny, I said, gathering my thoughts. I am the first to admit I am the luckiest SOB around and the circumstances that I find myself in are not a result of any planning on my part. First off, I consider them all good friends, but I'll admit that Brit and I have a special relationship. Brit, for her part, seems to have an effect on everyone she meets. She is just one of those rare individuals that people are attracted to and want to be around. The girls are all in college at state and if they stay at my place for the next three years until they graduate, I'm good with that. If they find a significant other and want to live with them, they'll always have me as a friend. I paused to breath and continue on with my confessional when Ginny held up her hand. I'm sorry, I wasn't accusing or implying anything. I don't think you're trying to be the next Hugh Hefner or anything, although I'll admit... I wouldn't have turned down the chance to be one of Heg's girlfriends. I just had to say it, because I told my sister I'd look after her. I actually envy her and the opportunities that lie ahead of her. So anyway, now that I've met you and the girls, if I'm asked, I can honestly say that she has some good friends who will look after her too. I let out a sigh of relief. Thanks, Ginny. I appreciate that and I'm glad we met also. I actually see a lot of Ginny in you and genetics have been good to you both. Well, I mean, you know character and and well not well looks are well crap it was all that Ginny could do to not fall over laughing her breasts bouncing testing the few remaining snaps i know what you mean george sweetie all of us women on this side of the family are smart and charming and all-around great people and not to toot my own horn but we're a good-looking bunch too in fact in my day with these 
putting a hand under each massive breast and giving them a jiggle. I could have just about any man I wanted and probably still could but they're all such a pain in the ass. We could hear the girls coming our way and Ginny leaned closer and said, When we're alone sometime, remind me and I'll show you some photos of me when I was Ginny's age. And, she said with a wink before turning to the girls, If you ever want to test drive an older model, I wouldn't chase you away. I must have had some telltale look on my face as Britt gave me a quizzical stare. I shook it off and joined in on the conversation. Well, I think we have a pretty good selection of clothes for us girls, Becky proclaimed. How about you, George? You good to go? Ginny stepped in to answer for me. Well, I think I've got him straightened out and we picked out a few things. I've got all the particulars I need so we can put some other clothes together for him. She turned back to me and gave me a wink and then back to the girls. You are the prettiest bunch of girls. I think the ad will catch a lot of attention and I'm looking forward to getting the website and catalog up and running. George tells me you girls have this web thing figured out, so if it's all right with him, Becky and I may want to pick your brains from time to time. Hey, no need to get me involved in all that. I exclaimed, hands in the air in submission. Gina and Kate have their own business going now and are generous enough to pose for me when needed. Brit is my partner in the photography business, and she pretty much runs the show and of course models too. Me I just get the jobs and shoot him. Yeah right. The trio chimed in. Lover boy here. And then Kate quickly covered her mouth and backpedaled. Sorry, George here is being just a bit modest. Just a few months ago, we were three girls from the East Coast, going to school, living in a little two-bedroom house that had a landlord from hell. Our girl Brit here spots George one day and without him even knowing it, he casts a spell on her that she brings home and infects us with. I was getting a little warm and anxious. I wasn't sure at all where this was headed. Continuing, he was generous enough to give us a place to live, at a very reasonable rate I might add. Winking at me, Gina and I would never be where we are now with a thriving business if it wasn't for George. And then Brit, while we think, wrapping an arm around Gina's waist, we think that our best friend found her destiny and her future is already written and it's a good one. Okay, now I was beat red and Brit was the same, now trying to burrow her head under my arm to hide. Alright, I'm not sure where that all came from or why. This was just supposed to be a fitting for an upcoming shoot. I'm sorry, Ginny, this all got a little personal. Oh, pish posh. Ginny waved me off. This is just the reason I would hire you. You're all like a family and you care for one another, and as Becky immediately recognized when you came here the first time, you're just good, genuine people. I'm so damn tired of everyone putting on airs, puffing themselves up to be someone they're not. Being myself has served me well all these years and I don't care to be around people or do business with people that feel they need to pull the wool over my eyes. Hell, that's why I kicked my husband to the curb years ago. He lied to me every chance he had, so when I caught on, it was adios, asshole. There was what they call a pregnant pause. Okay, I'm done preaching, now you kids get out of here and enjoy the rest of the evening. Becky tells me you're going out for dinner after this, so she can work out all the logistics for shooting out at the ranch. Okay, well I, uh, do you want to join us? We're going to a barbecue place around here somewhere that we hear is pretty good. Oh, you must mean Bart's. No, I appreciate it but I need to watch my girlish figure. Emphasizing it by hoisting those big hooters up again. And it's still a few hours till closing. She said. Anyway, that horny old goat Bart hits on me every time I go there. It would be fun though to see his face when he sees you walking in with this bevy of beauties on your arm. Do me a favor and really play it up. He thinks he's something special, but you can show him what it's like to be real rooster. 
The girls laughed out loud along with her. Thanks, Ginny. We'll put on a show for him, Brit said as she walked over and gave her a big hug. And thanks for everything. The clothes are beautiful and I can't wait to see your ranch. Becky says you have horses and it's been forever since I've ridden. Well, hell yeah, anytime. They don't get the exercise they need as it is and they'll be good in the pictures if you can work them in. Oh, I'll make sure we get them in there. Brit bubbled. Thanks again for everything. We'll be talking to you later. The girls and I said our goodbyes and headed for the door. Thanks, Virginia, Becky said as she hugged her aunt. I told you they were special people and that you'd like them. They'll do a great job for you. Sweetie, I never had a doubt. If you liked them and thought so much of them, it was pretty much a guarantee that I would too, and that George, hooey, he's something. Giving her niece a kiss on the cheek. Now get on out of here and let me get back to work. I still have to finish up today's receipts. Okay, okay. Becky laughed as she scooted out the front door. We were all waiting at my truck as Becky flew out the door. Let's get going, I'm starved. Do you want to ride with us and we'll bring you back to your car? I asked. Works for me. She replied. I opened the front passenger door and Gina opened the back door. Here, Becky, come sit back here with Katie and I. Kate squealed with delight and Britt pouted. I just shook my head and helped Britt in the front and went around getting behind the wheel. It took all of ten minutes to get to Bart's barbecue palace and Britt spent the full ten minutes twisted around over the back of the seat and the girls carried on like they hadn't seen each other in months. Okay, ladies, we're here. As I threw it into park and opened my door. The girls had already begun to put on the show that Ginny wanted for Bart's benefit, just in case he was watching out the front window. I went around to Britt's door and helped her out, taking her hand until her five-inch heels hit the ground. I hadn't noticed before, which worried me a bit, but Britt had on a pair of jeans that were so tight that if you could get a dime in her back pocket, you'd surely be able to read the date through the material. She noticed my queried look. Ginny told me to go ahead and wear these home, pretty nice, huh? With those pants and heels and the button-down shirt that was tied just below her breasts, she looked incredible. She gave me a quick thank-you kiss and stepped up onto the sidewalk and waited for the rest of the girls. Next I stepped over and opened the rear door. First came the long-legged Gina, short shorts, heels and a tight top with spaghetti straps. She took my hand and I helped her out, receiving another kiss for my efforts. I turned my attention back to the rear seat and did a little double-take. I know for sure that Becky had on a skirt and top when we left the store, but now she had a pair of wickedly short Daisy Dukes and another tummy-exposing blouse. Still in the black boots, she took my hand and I helped her dismount. Recognize the shorts? She asked as she collected her kiss. Still trying to figure out how she changed clothes in the back without me knowing about it, I just nodded and turned back to collect my last passenger. Kate still had on her itty-bitty shorts and a pair of heels that tired to make up for her diminutive stature. Her top also showed off her toned midsection. I took her hand, but instead of letting me help her find her footing, her legs and arms wrapped around me and she delivered an impressive kiss. Get a room. The others called out as I closed the truck door with my butt and carried the little one over to the sidewalk. The girls all giggled and hugged once I delivered the last of the quartet, and I led them to the front door. Inside we stood in the lobby I guess you call it, waiting to be seated. The girls enshrouded me like a caterpillar in a cocoon. A young woman, mid-twenties I'd guess, grabbed a handful of menus and asked us to follow her, but not before giving me the eye, raised eyebrow and all. We passed by the pickup window and an older guy, Bart I assume, stared out at us, his mouth slightly agape as we followed his employee to our table. We were seated in a back corner, 
purposely I believe to keep my girls from being the center of attention in the half-full dining room. Addie, that was the name on the pin that balanced precariously above a nice set of tits under a t-shirt, handed us each a menu. She was pretty quick and short with the girls but finished with me lingering at my side as she asked if we wanted anything to drink before ordering. One couldn't help but notice the shapely pair of nylon-clad legs that protruded out from under Addie's sleeve as she had handed out the menus and as we all ended up ordering iced tea, Brit, being Brit had to ask. Addie, I couldn't help but notice your tattoo. Would it be weird if I asked to see the rest of it? Addie broke into a smile, proof that Brit just had a way with people. Sure, she answered as she promptly rolled up her sleeve to her shoulder. She smiled as she proudly showed off the impressive artwork she wore. It was a Vargas-style pin-up girl, clad in panties, a corset, and of course the black nylons with the seam running up the back of her legs. Beautifully colored and shaded, it was done incredibly well. The girls all owed and not the ink work, and then last, it was my turn. Addie seemed to want me to get a closer look as I felt her hip press against me. The craftsmanship was admirable, and as I inspected the pin-up from toe to head, I paused, looked up at Addie, who was looking at me, and then back at, well back at Addie. This is you. I sort of half exclaimed and inquired. The tattoo is of you. Yes, it is. She gushed proudly, moving closer yet to give me an even better view. Do you like it? She asked, a little too enthusiastically for the other girl's taste. I could feel their eyes on me as they awaited my appraisal. Uh, yeah, it's quite impressive, was what I came up with, hoping it was a safe response. I gave it to myself for my birthday last year. Hurt like a mother but I'm glad I did it. Anyway, I'd better get back to work before Bart has kittens. I'll get you your drinks while you look over the menu. And she rolled her sleeve back down and turned tail. Do you like it? Britt mocked as she scooted her chair closer to mine. The other girls joined in giggling and scooting closer until we were only using about half of the round table. It must have looked a little odd, all scrunched up together, but I did feel a bit like a sultan with his harem surrounding him. The girls were all whispering back and forth as Addie came back with our drinks. I caught her frown as she saw the rearranged furniture. Well, have you had enough time with the menu? She asked as she sat down our drinks. I just sat back, my arms around the girls' shoulders to either side of me and let them order. Out of the corner of my eye, I spotted Bart leaning half out the pickup window, checking us out. I nodded to him and then placed my order. Addie headed to the kitchen with our order with an accentuated hitch in her step rocking her hips, her ass bouncing in the tight jeans. So, Brit asked again, What did you think of the tattoo? The others zeroed in on me, waiting for an answer. You'd have thought I was deciding whether or not to invade a neighboring country or something, they were so attentive. I however was a bit apprehensive. Was I missing something? Was I being tested? Well, I thought it was very well done and a good likeness of her. Well, at least her face. I can't attest to the rest of her. Giving a wry smile carrying on. I've always been a fan of pin-up art, and I'd love to do some shoots with that style. If it hadn't been for the whole bikini theme on the car calendar, I think pin-up girls would have been a perfect addition to the older cars. Oh, I'd love to dress up like a pin-up. I think that was a sexy era, you know, real provocative, Becky said excitedly. Yeah, that would be cool, Gina agreed. But what about the tattoo? What do you mean? I already said it was a nice tattoo. There's not much more I can say. Or dare say, I said to myself. Where is this going? Well then, asked Britt. Where do you stand on tattoos in general? None of us at the table had tattoos. I was 100% confident in that, so I figured it was a safe path to travel.
Well, I think they look fine on old sailors and I'm okay with them on guys, cause I really don't care what they look like. On women though, I honestly have my reservations. The table grew silent, and I knew I was expected to explain my last statement. Okay, first off, I am a big supporter of the beauty is in the eye of the beholder concept. Being a builder, I have an appreciation for what I consider a good-looking building or good architecture. If someone comes along and tags the building, you know with graffiti, it kind of pisses me off. I know it's not exactly the same, but when I see a good-looking girl with a tattoo, I don't necessarily think it adds to her beauty. And if it's a bad tattoo, well that's just a shame. So it's okay for an ugly girl to get a tattoo? Kate chimed in. Oh no! You're not dragging me down that hole! I said. Again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, therefore there are no ugly people. Someone will find everyone attractive. It's just a matter of taste. I grabbed my iced tea, hoping that would bring this little philosophical interlude to a close. So you'd be upset if one of us got a tattoo? Katie asked apprehensively. Crap, how do I end up in all these corners lately? No, no, I can't say I'd be upset. I might be disappointed, particularly if it turned out really bad. Look, I understand that people get tattoos for all sorts of different reasons. You know commemorating an event or a loved one, but a tattoo is pretty permanent, so you better be sure it's what you want, forever. I took another sip and then it hit me. Hey, where is this going? Oh, probably nowhere. Gina stepped in. We were discussing tattoos the other day because we see so many girls come into the shop with them, and you're right, a lot of them should never have been done. On the other hand, some of them are really cute, and when we ask about them, it was amazing how many of them were symbolic of something that had happened in their life. I was undecided as to whether I wanted to pursue this any longer when I was saved by our tatted food server. Here you go, said Addie. She had one tray loaded to overflowing and close behind was Bart with the excess. Addie distributed her load and then plucked the remaining items off of Bart's tray. Instead of returning to the kitchen after he'd done his part, he lingered. Can I get you anything else? She asked. I can't imagine what it would be. I answered. But some to-go boxes may be in order later. I wouldn't count on it. Little Kate said as she tucked a napkin into her cleavage and attached the rack of ribs in front of her. I swear the girl has a hollow leg or tapeworm. The other girls laughed as they leaned into the table and got serious. Addie laughed along with them. Well, if you do need anything, just yell. I'll be back in a sec to top of your drinks. Enjoy. Bart was still standing there, kind of lost in space until his employee nudged him, and he grunted a quick apology, and turned tail to the kitchen. The girls were oblivious as they concentrated on what I had to admit was some of the best barbecue I've ever had. We shared and there was plenty to go around, regardless of Kate's appraisal. It was a wood-smoked sampler of ribs, pulled pork, brisket, chicken, hot links and someone even had the gall to sneak a salad in. Top it off with the beans and slaw and french fries and the biscuits, and when it was all said and done, we were all full beyond comfortable. Addie saved us by bringing some styrofoam containers and when we digested enough to stand, I paid the bill and we made our way toward the exit. Bart was hanging out of the pickup window once more as we left, and I nodded to him his mouth slightly agape again as he watched my pleasing posse head for the door. I thanked Addie on the way and slipped her a red brick photography card. If you want to make the girl on your arm come to life, give us a call. Thank you, she said. I may just do that. Be sure and come back and see me, I mean us. Turning to hide the blush. The girls were loaded in the truck, the leftovers sharing the front seat with Britt and I. Oh God, I ate too much, Kate moaned. The others joined the chorus. 
So no bar hopping or dancing tonight. I kidded. God no. Gina groaned. I just want to get home and crawl into bed. I may have to call in sick tomorrow. I laughed. Who are you going to call? I got a what the hell did you just say look and then. Oh yeah, I'll just roll over and tell her I'm not coming in. Sounds good. Kate mumbled. And then I'll do the same. And then gave herself a little laugh. So do you have to go to work tomorrow, Becky? I inquired. No, I have tomorrow off and since we didn't talk about the shoot much at dinner, I thought maybe I'd come by the studio and go over things. Will that work? Well, I have to work tomorrow, but you need to go over it all with Brit anyway, so what about it, babe? Babe didn't answer. Babe was asleep on my shoulder, out for the count. Well, my vice president in charge of scheduling seems to be unavailable at the moment. Looks like you'll have to call her in the morning. Becky laughed. But not too early. I'll get a hold of her sometime and get it all set up. Do you have any preferences? As far as when is concerned, I think it is going to have to be a weekend day since I work weekdays and I'd bet on it taking all day. Since I've never been there, I think we better get an early start because it will all be shot outdoors I assume and will use available light for the most part. Are there any barns or stables that you can think of that might lend themselves to what we are trying to do? Oh yeah, she has some beautiful stables and there is the new barn and also the old original barn that was there when they bought the place. There is also the old farmhouse and some outbuildings. The more I think about it, there are a lot of possible places to shoot, at least from my perspective. She paused as I pulled into the darkened parking lot of the Western Wear store. I'm parked around by the side. I pulled up next to her car and put it in park. Using Brit off my shoulder, I propped her up and stepped out of the truck. I opened the back door and Becky held her hands in the air in a what-next fashion. She was stuck in the middle of Gina and Kate who were both fast asleep, tired from a long day of work, sex and good food. Kate was on my side, so I unfastened her seat belt and easily took her in my arms and slipped her out of the truck. Becky slid out and I slid Kate back in and buckled her back up and gently closed the door. So about the ranch? I said picking back up where we left off. It sounds like I should really look the place over before we shoot so I can figure out if we need any extra lighting and that kind of thing. How far out of town is this place? It's about an hour from here, not too bad. How about this Saturday? I can pretty much write my own schedule, so I could show you around then. The redhead stepped closer and ran her finger down the side of my face and then leaned in for a kiss. Her kiss was sweet like honey and barbecue sauce. I pulled her tight and slipped my hands under the tattered edges of her daisy dukes and held her but tight. Oh yes, she moaned as I shifted from lips to ears and neck. The voracious ginger climbed onto my hip and I could feel her heat as she worked her pussy against layers of denim. Becky moaned out loud, grinding as I did my part, my hands kneading her firm ass. I wanna come, she groaned in my ear, her gyrating intensified. Make me come baby, make me come. My pussy's so wet. I pulled her tighter, my fingers delving into her ass crack. Her body shuddered and she whimpered. I held her tight as she recovered. I was hoping something like this would happen tonight, she whispered as her tongue played with my ear. I've been horny for days just thinking about seeing you again. Well, I'm glad I could oblige, I said as I relinquished my hold on her butt and set her back on her feet. She giggled as she rearranged her cutoffs and settled into my arms for another kiss. I'd offer to reciprocate her hand on my crotch. But we are kind of out here in the open and it sounds like you've had plenty of fun today anyway. She broke into a big smile. Oh, the girls told you about that, huh? Yeah. She smiled. 
You seem to have this thing about two girls in stores and dressing rooms. My cock throb as once again my mind replayed the highlights of Becky and Britt and myself in a retail store dressing room, fucking and sucking until we were all spent. Becky snuggled into my chest, her hands still massaging my love muscle. I had a dream the next night. She continued. I dreamed that you came here to the store after closing time, and we made love right on the front counter. My cock jumped again and she held me tighter yet. You had me bend over the counter and just as we were about to come. My aunt walked in. I froze, taking in a deep breath, but my cock betrayed me and pulsed once more in her grip. Becky giggled and squeezed. And then I woke up. You little tease, I said as I grabbed both shoulders and held her at arm's length, trying to seem intimidating. I didn't have her fooled in the least. I really needed to separate her from myself before she had me coming in my own jeans and she knew it. Becky reached put and grabbed my shirt and pulled us back together for one more smoldering kiss. Thanks for dinner and dessert. She winked. I'll give Britt a call tomorrow and we'll talk about a schedule, okay? I gave her one more peck on the lips and a pat on the ass. Sounds like a plan. Now get out of here so I can get these girls home and drive careful. Becky bounced over to her car and blew me a kiss before jumping behind the wheel and peeling out of the driveway. I got back in the truck and looked over at Britt who was where I left her, propped up and sleeping softly. I glanced over the seat back and Gina and Kate were both still sawing logs. I quietly buckled up and pulled Britt back to me, snuggled against my chest, my arm around her shoulder. I managed to get out of the parking lot and headed back home without waking anyone. At least I thought I had. I'd have fucked her. Brit mumbled into my chest. Brit had talked in her sleep in the past, not that she believed it, but this was more than just the random word. A couple seconds later. Should have fucked her. Now this was weird. Must be a hell of a dream. I said to my sleeping companions. At least a blow job. Oh, come on now. And then I glanced down to see Brit's eyes half open and a smile on her face. You got her off, she said as she sat up and kissed my cheek. You should have at least gotten a hummer, and you bought her dinner, she said indignantly. Putting her hand in my lap, she found I was awakened once more. Here, I'll take care of that. Becky can owe me. With alarming skill, my love had me unbuckled and unzipped. Lift a little, she ordered. Obeying, I was soon in her hand and then in her warm, wet mouth. Oh God, I moaned as I stared down the road. We weren't on the freeway and thankfully the road was, well, dick straight and nearly empty. Brit had my balls in one hand as she bobbed up and down my prick, the head of which had a close look at her tonsils. The slurping sound seemed to echo through the cab and I figured the girls would wake up any minute. A red stoplight shone up ahead and I slowed, hoping it would change before I got there. Then as I got closer, I really hoped it would turn green before I got there. Stopped in the next lane was a sheriff's patrol car. I slowed and was somewhat relieved that my lifted truck put me above the deputy's field of vision. His partner looked over and up and could just see me calmly sitting behind the wheel, a guy in his truck, all alone on his way home. The darkened rear windows hid the two sleepers in the back and my hand on top of Britt's blonde head kept her from popping into view. I nodded to the deputy as the light turned green and pressed on the gas. I hoped that he was ending his shift and was anxious to get back to the station, but no such luck. Slowing, he let me get up ahead and then fell in behind me. Well shit, I said as I lifted my hand off Britt's noggin and she came up for air. Sorry babe, there's a sheriff tailing me, probably wants to see if I've been drinking. No problem. She gurgled as she swallowed my cock once more. On the upstroke. We all just had iced tea. 
swallowing my dick once more. Ah, fuck. I mumbled as I looked to see them still behind me in the rearview mirror. I choked the wheel at ten and two, hoping I wouldn't see the flashing lights pop on behind me. Brit, hold on, they're still behind us. She mumbled something but never slowed down. Shifting from my balls, her hand now stroked my cock as her mouth worked the upper portion, occasionally taking in just the head and sucking and licking just below the crown. Brit knew me all too well and on one memorable occasion licked and rubbed with one finger just a little area on the bottom of my dick, just below the cap. I had watched my cock erupt as she smiled at me, triggering my climax with just one finger. I could feel the pressure building and I was near panic. I wouldn't be able to hold out much longer. Thankfully the donut gods were with me as the patrol car flipped on its blinker and turned into a Dunkin' Donut lot. I made it around the next bend and pulled to the side of the road. Brit sensed my condition and had me in her throat once more and just as I got the truck in park, I let her have it, all of it. Ah fuck Brit. I moaned as I held her head in place and bucked again and again. Brit's hand on my nuts tugged, letting me know who was really in control and I grabbed the wheel again. Her lips sucked on my cock as she made her way up, not wasting a drop. With one last swallow she let me go with an audible pop and gasped for breath. Sorry babe. I said, feeling bad as I tried to drown her and choke her at the same time. About what? She asked nonchalantly, licking at my spent cock like a mother cat. I love it when you come like that. Her tongue twirling around the tip. It tells me that I've done a good job. I love it too. Come here, sit up. She mumbled in protest as I got her back upright and then turned and kissed her. Our tongues slid over each other as our lips locked together. Next time though, let's try not to do it while we're being tailed by the cops, okay? You're no fun. She pretend pouted in her little girl voice. Are we there yet? Came a sleepy inquiry from the back seat. Not yet, sweetie. Britt replied. Go back to sleep. I smiled to myself as I put the truck back in gear and flipped on the signal. Britt leaned back onto to my shoulder and sighed happily as her hand slipped into my lap and she reacquired her favorite bedtime toy and held onto it until we pulled up in front of our home. The next morning I woke early, spooning my favorite blonde. My morning wood was hugged by her supple butt cheeks and my right hand held her breast gently. I burrowed in with my nose, parting her soft long locks until I could kiss the nape of her neck. Brit moaned appreciatively, her hand reaching up and squeezing mine, her butt cheeks flexing to give my cock a good morning hug. That lasted about a half minute and knowing my routine, she released her hold. I gave her another kiss on the neck and then rolled off the bed and made for the bathroom. With a force that would make a Clydesdale envious, I stood and evacuated the bladder. It took so long, I damn near fell back to sleep. I evidently have the extended mileage bladder. We were all too tired last night to bother with showers and as it was laundry day today, we all just tumbled into bed. Britt and I, like loving parents, nearly carried Gina and Kate into their bedroom. Well, I did carry Kate. It was just easier. Gina, the Amazon however was somewhat cooperative, and thankfully so. Regardless, we just dumped them on the bed and stumbled off to our own. We managed to help each other undress, swished around a little mouthwash, kissed each other, and then collapsed on the bed. I made my way into the shower and let it beat on me until I was fully awake. Unaccustomed lately to showering alone, I was done in record time. Refreshed, I dried off, shaved, and went back into the bedroom to dress for work. Brit, now with the entire bed to herself, was sprawled face up across the rumpled sheets. Each appendage reached for a corner of the mattress in a most erotic, come-fuck-me pose. Her long blonde hair fanned out across the navy blue sheets. Her breasts rose and fell with each breath. Her smooth-shaven pussy beckoned, 
her inner lips protruded and slightly parted, begging to be kissed. It was all I could do to convince my cock that I really needed to get dressed and get to work. Grumbling to myself like a little kid that life isn't fair, I pulled on a fresh pair of jeans and a shirt, grabbed my boots and tiptoed toward the door. I did a quick 180 as my brain, distracted by other things, let me start to leave without loading all the crap I carry in my pockets. Wallet, keys, pocket knife, comb, handkerchief, yes, handkerchief, I'm old school, cell phone, sheesh. Turning back toward the door, I had to pause once more and look at what I had to leave behind. Not willing to leave it completely behind, I pulled out my phone and took a couple quick shots, once again wishing I had a better camera nearby. Sighing in resignation, I walked over, leaned in and gave her a soft kiss on the lips and quickly left the room. Mid-morning. This is George. Smacking the Bluetooth planted in my ear. Hi, baby. Brit purred through the airwaves. Hey, baby, you're finally up. I kidded. Yeah, she said yawning. My dick began to get hard as I envisioned her stretching her naked form across the bed. I guess a good load of your cum is better than a glass of warm milk. I slept like a baby. I didn't even hear you get up or get a good morning kiss. Sounding all pouty. I laughed a little. Well, you got your good morning kiss and you're lucky that's all you got. You were out like a light. There was a pause. What do you mean I'm lucky that's all I got? She asked. Here, wait a minute, I'll send you a picture. This is what I had to leave behind when I went to work this morning. As I fumbled with my phone. I waited a few seconds while she opened up her text window and I could hear her gasp. Holy shit. I wouldn't have wanted to leave that behind either. Damn, I'm hot. She said in her best breathless Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, hot and nasty. Are you sure you weren't awake then? I asked. No. Still in sultry, slutty mode. But I did have a couple wild dreams last night. Fuck, that's hey, this picture's on your phone. Yeah, I was wishing I had my Nikon. Maybe we'll recreate the moment later. I suggested. Oh, we'll recreate the moment, alright. But I'll be awake then. So be careful with that pic. I don't want to see it accidentally posted on Facebook or something. She rustled around and I imagined her sitting there, bare-assed and beautiful, leaning against the headboard. I so wanted to be face down between her firm thighs, licking away. What I really called for. She continued, We got a call and the next two cars are being delivered today and while I was on the phone with them, Becky called but she didn't leave a message. Good, I'm glad the cars are coming and Becky is calling to talk to you about the shoot at the ranch. We talked about it briefly while you girls were zoned out in the truck. Yeah, I saw your talking. It was more like panting with Bex humping you like a horny dog. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. But we did talk about the shoot and the ranch and it sounds like I should probably make a run out there before the shoot and see what we're up against. I'm guessing that most of the shots will be outdoor and available light. But she said they have some old barns and stables that might be good backgrounds. So we may need some lights. Well, this weekend is shot. Cause the girls need to be out of the store by Monday. That means you aren't allowed to stop by anymore. She laughed. I imagine we'll be making the last big push on Saturday to get all packed up and the place sorta cleaned. So do you think they'll need my help or my truck this weekend? No, I found a small moving outfit that will load up all the fixtures and racks and stuff we can't haul in our cars and they'll just put them here in the warehouse somewhere, if that's alright with you. She asked, hedging because she forgot to mention it earlier. You know you don't even have to ask. I replied. We talked about this earlier, which reminds me, I need to get hot and figure out exactly what we want to build out for them. Yeah, I still think it's awful nice what you are doing for them. I don't think it has sunken yet that they now own a business.
So anyway, I'll help them on Saturday to hopefully finish moving so if you want, maybe you can run out to the ranch then and we can shoot the next weekend. Well great minds think alike. I chuckled. Becky and I were thinking the same thing, so I'll let you and her work out the details for the day of the shoot, and you can tell her that if she can still get off work this Saturday, she and I can go check out the ranch. Now that I'm thinking about it and her behavior last night, she said jokingly, I don't know if it's such a good idea to have just the two of you out there together. I can assure you that this is strictly business. My fingers crossed. And I'll also remind you that it was you that said I should have just leaned her over the hood of the truck and fucked her last night there in the middle of the parking lot. Yeah, I say a lot of shit, but you did get a hell of a blow job out of it. Yeah, and I'm lucky I'm not in jail for indecent exposure, or driving under the influence of a horny blonde or something like that. I joked, trying to sound serious. Ha ha ha. She roared and I think she almost fell off the bed. It took her a minute to calm down and find the phone again. Under the influence. I'll have to write that one down, but there probably is some kind of law against it. I'm sure there's been more than one fender bender caused by some guy getting a little roadhead and not paying attention to his driving. At least you were smart enough to pull over. Yeah, well I knew what was coming. I've damn near passed out after one of your blowjobs. Ah, thanks baby, that's one of the nicest things anyone has ever said to me. She said, laughing out loud at her own joke. Anyway, she continued, that's about it for your morning update. I'm going to go jump in the shower and then give Becky a call. Britt let out a long sigh and then channeling Marilyn once more. And since I'm all alone with nobody to play with, I guess I'll just have to find another way to make my wet little pussy happy. Jesus. I groaned. It's a good thing I'm not closer to home, or I'd come back and nail you to that bed. Promises, promises. She laughed. Well, I've got a couple cars coming and shoots to schedule, so I'd better get my butt in gear. All right, babe, I guess I should get back to work too. I'll see you when I get home. Love you. Love you more. She giggled and she was gone. Back at the studio. Red brick photography. Brit answered, out of breath. Brit, it's me, Becky. Did I make you run? Yeah, I just turned off the shower when I heard the phone ring. I'm standing here naked, dripping on the floor. Hmm, I wish I was there with a towel for you. She answered huskily. Yeah, I wish you were too. Brit replied as she grabbed one of the big bath towels off the table. We didn't get much chance to talk last night with Gina and Katie there. It was fun though. I really liked them and I thought we got along pretty good. I know Virginia was really impressed with you guys, especially George. I think if they had been alone, she might have gone all cougar on him. She laughed. Oh God. Brit laughed as she balanced the phone on her shoulder while she gyrated around trying to dry off. That would have been funny as hell to see. George is really shy at heart, and not usually the one to make the first move, unless of course he already knows you. She paused while she wrangled the big towel around her and wandered into the bedroom and flopped back onto the bed. Well, my aunt was never the shy one, Becky replied. I'll bet you a nickel that she hit on him while we weren't around. Yeah, well, I'd have probably hit on her if you guys hadn't been around, Britt laughed. I'll bet she's a ball in bed, and those big titties, wow. Britt, that's my mom's sister you're talking about. Trying to sound indignant, but giggling just the same. And I don't think she'd want to be with another woman anyway. I'm pretty sure she'd only be interested in a stallion, like George. Oh, I wouldn't be too sure about that. Gina said that Ginny took her time fitting her in a pair of jeans and spent extra time making sure the fit was perfect in the back, if you know what I mean. Well, Gina does have a nice ass. The redhead replied. I wouldn't mind lingering there for a while myself. 
Yeah, I think the feeling is mutual and Kate loves your red hair. She even asked me if the rug matched the drapes, or however that saying goes. Britt laughed. I told her about your little arrow landing strip and she said, and I quote, I'd like to see where that arrow leads. Kate really likes girls. In fact, the only guy she has ever been with is George. Lucky her then, and I'd be more than happy to let her follow my arrow. Laughing out loud? And talk about hair. I'd love to roll around on the bed with her and all that hair. You could almost tie her up with her own hair. Yeah, her hair is gorgeous, but I don't know how she puts up with it. It's so much work, and it truly gets in the way sometimes. And don't even get me started on washing and drying it. Yeah, well, I still think it makes her look sexy and just that more exotic. Yeah, and the fact that George likes long hair doesn't hurt. I think he'd have a heart attack if any of us did more than trim the tips of our hair. Britt offered as she ran her fingers through her long locks. Well, all guys have their types, I guess. Hey, what was the deal with the tattoo talk last night? Oh, God. Britt laughed as she stood up and shucked the towel and walked naked over to the bathroom sink. I don't know how the hell it came up or who started it. Probably Kate. But the girls had noticed how many women had tattoos now and they thought it would be neat, since we were such good friends and all, that maybe we should get matching ink. Britt twisted and turned, checking herself out in the mirror as she talked. What, like little flowers or something? Becky asked, imagining a small flower on Britt's beautiful but No, and this is where it gets weird, and I know for a fact that this came from Kate. They started talking about all the things we have in common. I pretty much stayed out it. I already knew that I wasn't going to get a tattoo, but then they hit on the fact that the major thing we all have in common is George. Holy shit. Becky screamed through the phone, causing Britt to hold it away from her ear. I can just see it, all three of you with a portrait of George on your butt cheeks. That would be classic. Still laughing. That would be funny. Britt laughed back as she turned to look at her own ass. I can see us walking down the beach, arm in arm with George smiling at the guys that were checking out our butts as we went by. Yeah. Becky was still laughing, trying to catch her breath. It would be just like being branded. If we were stupid enough to pull that stunt, I think George would kick us all to the curb. He'd be embarrassed, pissed off, all of it. And after last night's discussion, I think it might actually kill him. He seemed pretty set on how he felt about it. Yeah. Replied Becky, now back under control. And I really have to say I agree with him. I don't obviously have his love of architecture and buildings, but I do think it would be a sin to put anything on your perfect body. Britt could almost hear Becky blushing through the phone and her own heart fluttered at the comment. Oh baby, that's sweet. And I feel the same way, particularly about you. You have perfect, flawless skin that should never be covered, except by sunscreen anyway. Becky's blush deepened and she felt her pussy moisten as her mind placed her in Britt's embrace, their slick, naked bodies writhing. Only the sound of Brit clearing her throat broke her from her fantasy. Anyway, she stuttered. Back to business. I guess we need to discuss scheduling and all for the shoot. Yeah. Brit replied wrenched from her second cerebral erotic episode of the morning. I'm here all day. I have a couple cars being delivered for the calendar, and I'm behind on paperwork, as usual. Well, I have the day off, so how about I pick up lunch and swing by? Becky suggested hopefully. We do have a bunch of leftover barbecue if you want that. Britt reminded her. Ugh. I was so full last night, I couldn't move. I'm thinking more along the line of salads. Yeah. Britt laughed. We all kind of overdid it, but I noticed that it didn't keep you and George from getting a little amorous in the parking lot when he dropped you off. Oh, you saw that, huh? 
blushing again. Well, in my defense, I hadn't seen him in a while and being around him and you girls all evening and not really getting to do, well you know, not getting to do anything. Well I was really horny and you guys were all asleep, so I just kind of took advantage of the situation. I'll see you did, Brit admonished her, kidding of course. You got off dry humping him like a dog in heat, but what did he get? I told him on the way home that he should have just fucked you right there in the parking lot. And I would have let him. Becky defended herself. I was so worked up, I'd have let him do me in the middle of the road. Now I feel bad. Sulking in her voice. Well don't you worry about it girlfriend I had your back. Brit said proudly. Huh. Yeah I gave him a blow job on the way home. We almost got pulled over by the sheriff too. It was so fucking hot. Good lord Brit you are something else. Becky laughed. Well I'll let you get dressed. Or not. And I'll see you soon. All right lover. Brit replied. Excited by the thought of her red-headed flame dropping by. I guess I do need to put something on. Not that the tow truck driver would object. She giggled. Her heart palpitated at the word lover, a momentary flutter that ran from her heart to her pussy. I love you too. She sputtered as a warm flush ran up her chest and neck. See you soon. And quickly disconnected. Britt smiled at the phone hearing the emotion in Becky's voice. Her reverie was broken by the phone's irritating jangle. Red brick photography. She answered. A barely audible voice on the other end told her that he was twenty minutes away with a couple of vehicles he was supposed to drop off. Okay, see you then. And rushed to the closet to get dressed. Couple hours later. Red brick photography, Brit speaking. Redhead lunch delivery. Becky giggled. I'm out front. Okay. Brit laughed. Come on in, I'm up in the office. Reaching across the desk, Brit grabbed the remote control for the big industrial sliding door that opened onto the street. Becky zipped through when there was just enough room and slid to a halt in front of the house-slash-office that was tucked into the corner of the cavernous warehouse. Britt looked down to the warehouse floor from the office above. Becky skipped around her car and opened the passenger door and leaned in for their lunch. Flip-flops on her feet and a pair of silk-running shorts, she paused long enough to give Britt a good look at her shapely legs and ass. Britt let out a raucous wolf whistle that sent Becky to laughing as she stood up straight. Her C-cups bounced under the muscle tee she wore. There was plenty of bare midriff to admire, and a generous display of side boob, too. Damn girl, you look hot. Brit yelled down to her, flashing her as the redhead looked up. Not to be outdone, Becky sat there lunch on the hood of her car and flashed her back, and then, just to be one up on the blonde tees, she turned and pulled her shorts down, mooning her. Brit laughed and clapped. Get the hell up here, I'm hungry. Taking two steps at a time, Becky flew up to the mezzanine office and dropped the bagged lunch on the desk. They met like two trains on the same track, colliding lips and bodies. Their hands frantically explored one another, breasts and butts fondled. I so wanted to just molest you last night. Becky panted as she massaged Brit's ass cheeks. I know, me too. Her hands slipping down the front of the silk shorts, following the directions of the red patch of hair. Becky shivered as she felt the blonde's two fingers scissor her sweet slit. They kissed and contorted, rubbing and probing. Shit. Brit cursed as the phone rang. Becky released her hold and nodded toward the phone. Brit glared at them both before turning back to the desk. Red brick photography, Brit speaking. She turned to watch as Becky bent at the waist in front of the bar refrigerator that they had upstairs for drinks and such. Oh sure, I remember. Hi, Melissa. Melissa had called a while back to inquire about some boudoir photos for a boyfriend who was deployed overseas. 
She was quite shy and apprehensive about the whole thing and inquired as to whether we had a female photographer on staff. Kate had a good eye then, and had honed her skills even more since. Sure, uh uh-huh, so you want to go ahead and set up the shoot? Britt turned back to the desk to find something to write on. Oh, you and a friend, MMM, sounds interesting, yeah, okay, sure. Well, let me make sure I have your number right and I'll check on Kate's schedule and we'll see what we can set up, okay. Britt turned back to see Becky leaning against the counter, rubbing the cold water bottle against her bare, stiff nipples. She gave Britt a little air kiss, Britt flipped her the bird and turned back to the desk. Okay, good, I'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Britt hung up the phone and the chase began. You little tease. Britt shouted as Becky giggled and screamed, bare tits bouncing as she tried to elude the determined blonde. Britt eventually corralled her in a corner of the bedroom set that was at one end of the studio-slash-office. Mashed into the corner, Becky surrendered and raised her arms in submission. Britt reached over her captive's head and pinned her arms into the corner and kissed the redhead hard. The prisoners struggled, their bodies once again writhing against one another. Short of breath from the pursuit and the kiss, Britt held Becky at bay and worked her way down the lightly freckled throat, onto the flushed collarbone and finally to Becky's anxious tits. Her nipples were so hard they hurt, and Britt's loving kisses did nothing to remedy the situation. Alternating, left then right, back to the left, sucking and nibbling, Becky moaned as her hips gyrated. Undeterred by the redhead's veiled attempt at escape, Britt twisted enough to plant one leg between her prisoners's in an attempt to keep her still. Once again, Becky found herself grinding against the lover's hip, but this time, privacy and timing was not an issue. Stop! Becky shouted, startling the one so diligently suckling on her tits. I want to fuck you! She panted, breaking Britt's hold and pushing her backwards toward the canopy bed. Britt relished the role reversal, letting herself be controlled. The back of her knees hit the edge of the mattress, and she fell back. Blonde hair splayed across the comforter. Becky reached down and grabbed her under the knees and folded her back. She nibbled at the back of Britt's thighs and could smell her lover's excitement. She slid her hands down the outside of those sculpted thighs and grabbed the bottoms of her short shorts and slowly pulled them skyward. Naughty girl, no panties. She growled as she discarded the obstacle to her treasure. Sit up, she commanded, taking Britt's hands and pulling her upright. Top off, grabbing the hem of her tee and pulling it over Britt's raised arms. Becky turned the tables and dropped to her knees and vacuumed the firm right breast between her lips. She tongued the stiff nipple as she suckled on her tit, eventually moving to the other and repeating. Britt ran her hands through her lover's long red hair and purred. Ready to move on, Becky took one last nibble, causing Britt to squeak in surprise. Lie back, pushing the watchful blonde back onto the bed. Still on her knees, Becky gazed on the perfection before her. Spread M. Britt shivered as she complied. Becky ran her hands down the inside of those velvety thighs, gazing at the open treasure before her. Britt's pussy glistened, her inner lips pouting as her clit peeked out from beneath its protective hood. Ready to reap her rewards, Becky spread her lover's pussy and lapped at the stream of nectar that ran from within. Britt moaned Becky's name as she felt the young girl's tongue graze her puckered anus before dipping into her sweet depths and continuing upwards till she was tickling her throbbing clit. Oh my! She cried out as she reached for Becky's head fearful that she would back away. Becky lingered until the rumblings subsided. Smiling and happy with herself, Becky stood over Britt, admiring the landscape. Satisfied that she had sufficiently recovered, Becky relayed her next command. Scoot back, giving her a little help by grabbing her legs once more and sliding her back up toward the center of the bed. Becky quickly slipped to the other side of bed and crawled on. 
On hands and knees she approached her prey from above. Their eyes met as Becky traversed south. Stopping for a moment, they shared an awkward inverted kiss. Continuing southward, tongues and tits lingered as they became aligned. Becky set the pace and continued on. Belly buttons were kissed and tongued and anticipation grew as a Y in the road neared. Ready for another round of tongue, Brit was duped as Becky sat upright and hovered above. Eat me. She was ordered as Becky's dripping sex fell upon her mouth. Instinct took over as Brit managed to reach up and grab the girl's hips. Her tongue stabbed at her hot interior, tongue fucking her. Fuck, that's good. Becky moaned as Brit consumed her. The writhing redhead pulled at her own nipples as her pussy sought out her lover's talented tongue. Coming. She croaked as she tried to inhale. Brit responded, pulling her lover tighter, French kissing her Becky-soaked pussy, a sympathetic climax washing over her own body. Becky stayed seated as it were, straddling Brit's head. She reached down and plucked at the blonde's perky nipples, drawing a response that nearly unseated her. Brit bucked and took a little nibble at the rider's sensitive clit. That did the trick as Becky squealed and launched herself sideways. Not fair. She laughed as she turned to her side and looked Brit in the eyes. They glistened, as did much of the rest of her face, wet from Becky's sweet sex. You're a mess. She giggled as she leaned in for a kiss. Kissing and licking until Becky was satisfied that she had gotten it all. They laid side by side, petting one another and nibbling. Becky traced little circles around Brit's proud tits, occasionally slipping up to tease her nipples. I love making love to you, she said, concentrating on the tip of her finger as it played. You make me come like I never have before, blushing slightly as she skipped from one breast to the other. But, Brit inquired, her pussy quivering from the teasing. But I still like to be fucked, flicking at the other stiff nip. Brit's pussy fluttered slightly. Becky continued. George's cock has me spoiled and I'm a little pissed that I missed out last night. I went home and almost gave myself blisters fingering myself. Britt laughed and then the little light bulb went on over her blonde head and she grinned. Hang on, I'll be right back. Before she could say a word, Becky was watching her naked friend bounding toward the stairs. Becky retrieved the forgotten water bottles and sat back on the bed. She heard the front door below close and the footsteps on the stairs. Brit, still naked as can be, topped the stairs with her hands behind her. Becky was nervous and excited at the same time as Brit stopped in front of her. Okay, you have two options. Option one is this. Holding out a leather harness with a large, lifelike dildo attached. This is George Jr., she giggled. Actually, not very junior. We had him custom-made and he is pretty much an exact replica of the real thing. Becky's eyes bulged as she reached out to hold the fake knee. Shit she said. I kind of forgot how big he was. Not quite able to wrap her head around it entirely. She squeezed it. Feels pretty good, but it's just not the same. Well, no shit Sherlock. Britt laughed. My baby gets harder than this, and so fucking hot just before he blows his load. But in a pinch, this feels pretty fucking good. Stroking it lustily and laughing. Or, she said, tossing the imposter on the bed. We can both have fun with this. In her other hand was a double-ended dildo every bit as big as the imitator she presented first. Holy shit, that's fucking huge, Becky exclaimed with a hint of trepidation. Again, she tentatively held one end and squeezed it gently, still unable to get a complete grasp. Yeah, Britt answered with a bit of lust in her voice. We measured it before we bought it, and it's a couple inches less than twice as long as George is. Licking the tip. But the girth is about right. She winked as she opened her mouth wide and proceeded to perform a little mock filadio. Oh God, 
The redhead muttered as she watched Brit manage to deep-throat the manufactured monster, her fingers absentmindedly slipping between her pussy lips. Brit gagged and sputtered and she pulled it from her mouth, dripping wet. So? She inquired, licking her lips and watching Becky's middle finger slip into her wet pussy. Fuck yeah. She groaned as she slid back on the bed and spread her legs wide, her hands still busy. Brit giggled as she knee-walked between the redhead's tantalizing limbs. Here, pointing the dry end of the phallus at her. Get my end wet first. Becky smiled wide as she leaned forward and opened wide, like a baby bird waiting to be fed. Brit smiled and slowly fed the plasticized penis between her waiting lips. Suck it, baby. Suck it like you'd suck George. Becky gurgled and moaned until she couldn't take any more. Brit mercilessly extracted the slick dong from her mouth. Okay, baby, lean back a little. Becky obeyed, leaning back on her elbows and watched as Brit took the dick deep in her throat once more and then end-friended it. Spread em, baby. Ever obedient, Becky reached forward with one hand, still leaning on one elbow and managed to spread her pussy lips wide. So pretty. Brit whispered as she aligned the dildo for entry. Oh, fuck me. Becky moaned as the head of the big toy split her lips. Her eyes were big as she watched Brit expertly maneuver the double-ended wonder. Tight fit, Brit said softly as she worked the head inside her girlfriend's cunt. You like this big dick in your pussy, don't you, baby? Pushing it in a big further. Fuck yeah, baby. Get that fucker in there so I can fuck you too. Brit's pussy heard the dirty redhead and the fluids flowed and Brit replied. So you want to fuck me with this big cock? Working it deeper. I'm so gonna fuck you. Becky moaned as she was now back on both elbows and pushed her butt at Brit. The horny blonde got up on both knees and worked the big dick in earnest, twisting and pumping the flesh-colored replica until she was what she estimated to be about halfway. With an evil grin, Brit pulled up on the cock, mashing the toy against the redhead's clit. Un. Becky's eyes bulging as an orgasm was triggered. Brit threw one leg over Becky's as she tried to back away and just held steady. If she had been cruel, and didn't care that her turn to ride the big toy wouldn't materialize, she knew that she could have worked the cowgirl to an absolute frenzy. You bitch! Becky moaned as soon as she could find a way to talk. Brit was just smiling, her hands still wrapped around the toy, ready to spur her again. Fuck, it's still tight! She said as she rocked her hips cautiously. Okay, it's your turn! And made like she was going to dismount. Oh no! Brit admonished her, playfully slapping Becky's taut thigh. Now we fuck each other. Breaking out in a huge smile. Becky gasped and looked down and gave herself a mental head slap. Of course, double-ended. Duh. Brit scooted back a bit. Okay, lift your left leg. Grabbing her ankle to give her a hand. Brit bent and then slid her right leg under Becky's left, up against her hip. Okay, next. And with acrobatic precision, Becky's right leg was under Brit's left. There we go, Brit said with satisfaction. Becky glanced down to see the unused portion of the adult toy aimed directly at the obviously excited pussy of her best friend. Brit propped herself up and reached between her legs. She easily spread her inner lips, working two, then three fingers inside. Becky felt herself come a little on the toy inside her as she stared at the gaping pussy that waited. Still staring, Becky watched as she Brit slowly mounted her half. Oh my god! She moaned as she watched the shiny head of the mock man-meat slip into the slippery depths of Brit's perfect pussy, and then she winced as she felt the cock pressing against her cervix, deep inside. She quickly grabbed the cock and held it tight. Fuck me, Bex. Give me some more. Becky paused, trying to decide the best way to proceed. She certainly didn't need any more, so pushing with her hips was out of the question. 
Still with a firm grip on the toy, Becky managed to relinquish some of the length to Brit. That's it, babe. Fuck me with your big cock. As she pushed back, taking more of the length inside her. Again and again, they cycled through, push and pull until there was no room for Becky's hand between them. They paused with just three inches left between them. Bex, give me your hand. Reaching for her. They joined hands and then Brit worked her way up until they were holding each other's wrist. Becky quickly caught on and they each pulled until they were half-sitting, twisted and looking down at the small gap that divided them, bridged by the remaining bit of store-bought cock. Fuck that's hot, they said in unison, gazing at each other's pussy lips wrapped tightly around their common cock. A telepathic message passed between them and they began to rock their hips, back and forth, taking and giving, never losing sight of their progress. Within a brief couple of minutes they stopped, the dildo now nearly completely consumed, their pussy lips reaching for one another. Unspeaking, they leaned into each other and kissed and with tongues entwined, they each thrust once more. Minor explosions erupted throughout their bodies as their pussies kissed. Oh my, fuck! Becky moaned into their kiss. Brit responded by awkward reaching around her lover's waist and grinding. Their clits rubbed pussy lips wet with their juices and tremor after tremor rolled between them. Now forehead to forehead, the both looked down at their coupling. You are so fucking nasty! Becky muttered as they rocked gently, occasionally catching a glimpse of the phallus that connected them. Yeah, I'm the nasty one. Brit stuttered as her pussy meshed with Becky's. You're the one that said you wanted to fuck, so fuck me already. Becky stared into Brit's eyes, now black and smoldering. Lay back, she told her, and they released each other. The cool air felt nice on their breasts and bellies, covered with a sheen of sweat. Becky paused a second to enjoy the cool and then grabbed a handful of bed and pushed herself back, shuddering as the toy receded. Brit countered her move, clenching her own pussy as she receded the dildo in her lover. Ah, jeez. Becky moaned as her pussy contracted, squeezing the toy tight. Brit grabbed the long leg that ran beside her and pulled. Becky quickly caught on and did the same and pushed back. Oh yeah, do me. Brit moaned as her pussy hugged their shared schlong and she pushed back. Yes, yes, yes. They chanted as they set a cadence, pushing and pulling, clenching and releasing. The cock made sucking sounds as it labored to satisfy them both. The antique bed squawked and the canopy flapped as they now slammed into each other, determined to see the other one climax first. I'm gonna come, baby. Becky cried out as she felt the beginnings of a major eruption deep inside her. About fucking time. Britt yelled out as she dug her fingers into Becky's thigh. Fuck, 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 I, all. And then she exploded. Holy shit. Becky bellowed as her orgasm erupted and she held on tight. Both girls would have bruises to explain. Oh God, oh God, oh God. She whimpered as wave after wave of pushed against the intruder who wouldn't budge. She felt her juices running down the crack of her ass. I'll have to offer to wash the sheets she thought to herself as she tried to relax. Britu seemed to have a never-ending climax as her pussy tried to milk the cock within her. Having had enough, she pushed down on the mattress and willed the prick to relax and give her embattled innards a break. Becky gasped as she felt her lover retreat and her pussy made one last attempt to hold on. Releasing her hold on Brit's limb, they both sighed as their imaginary lover retreated, wet and worn out, staining the sheets between their widespread legs. Too tired to move, they both laid there on their backs, looking up at the lace-fringed canopy above. That was amazing, Becky whispered as she moved her foot along the outside of Brit's thigh. Uh-huh, fucking incredible, Brit said softly as she drifted off to sleep. Sometime later there was a peculiar ringing coming from somewhere. 
Becky groaned as she shifted her butt enough to sit up and throw her legs over the side of the bed. She glanced over at her lover. Britt was still out for the count, sprawled out on her back, a smile on her lips as she dozed peacefully. The noise persisted. Okay, okay, I'm coming. She grumbled as she shuffled, bare-ass naked to Britt's desk where the offending phone lay. The fog began to clear, shit, I'm at Britt's, and it's the company phone ringing. It took a couple more rings for her to decide to just go ahead and answer. Ah, uh, red brick photography, uh, may I help you? I figured my Bluetooth was just acting up again, cause I didn't recognize the voice on the other end. Ah, uh, hi babe, my phone must be acting up, you don't sound like you at all. Oh, hi George, it's Becky. She giggled. Becky, hey, you caught me off guard. What are you doing answering the phone? Oh, well. She paused as she looked back over at Sleeping Beauty across the room. I came by to go over the shoot with Brit and she is, well, she is indisposed at the moment, so I figured I'd better go ahead and answer the phone. Brit stirred on the bed, flipping over to her stomach, giving Becky a perfect view of her sweet ass. Becky licked her lips, her mind conjuring up the fun she could have with that but. Well, thank you for filling in. I guess we'll have to put you on the payroll now. I joked. Oh, no big deal. She giggled as she continued to stare at her lover spread invitingly on the bed. We'll get even sometime. She answered suggestively. My cock stirred. Oh, we will, will we? The only reply was a muted giggle on the other end. So, I continued. Do you girls have everything worked out for the big shoot? Becky's mind went into overdrive. All she and Britt had accomplished so far was fucking each other's brains out. Uh, yeah, I think we have the basics worked out. She fibbed. But we'll obviously know more after you and I, what do you call it, after we survey the site? Yeah. I answered as I shifted to rearrange my dick who was thinking about the coming Saturday, alone with Becky on a ranch out in the country. I guess about all we can do is make sure everyone is available that day and keep an eye on the weather. I really want to do a lot of the shots outdoors if at all possible. I haven't been out there for a while, Becky replied. She too was thinking about alone time with George and doing the deed outdoors which was something she'd never done before. Her hand strayed to her reawakened pussy and she ran her middle finger lightly between her inner lips. I can think of a couple spots that would be nice backdrops for us. If it hasn't fallen down completely, there is the old cabin that is nice and weathered. That sounds ideal. As I imagined Becky bent over a hitching post in front of the old homestead, naked as the day she was born while I rode her from behind, making the horses in the adjoining corral envious. Well, tell Britt that I called and that I'll be home my regular time, okay? Okay. She managed to say as her middle finger found its way, a poor substitute for either the toy laying beside the naked blonde on the bed, or most certainly the cock attached to Guy on the other end of the phone. I'll tell her and if I don't see you sooner, I'll see you on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. As a second finger slipped easily into her wet pussy. I'm looking forward to it too, I said, grinning at the straining I heard in her voice. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I signed off, implying that I knew more than I let on. Becky was oblivious, replying with a breathless. Love you. And then the line went dead. Becky managed to control herself and was licking her fingers as she walked back over to the bed. She picked up the double-ended wonder and looked at Britt briefly before taking a cautious lick at both ends, sampling the dried residual. Her pussy twitched as she tasted remnants of her lover on the toy. Setting it on the dresser, she joined Brit back on the bed, but not before grabbing the strap on that they had elected not to use. On her back, next to the equally naked blonde, Becky held the big prick above her and examined it closely. Brit had said that they had it made as an exact replica of George, 
and she recalled seeing an ad somewhere about a kit you could buy to make a mold of an erect penis, and then send it in to have a replica of your favorite cock made. Nice cock, huh? Becky yelped and nearly jumped off the bed. She looked over to see Britt laughing out loud, having caught her friend daydreaming while holding on to a lifelike model of her boyfriend's unit. You scared the shit out of me. Becky exclaimed as she turned on Britt and tried to tickle her with the head of the plastic prick. They both laughed and wrestled until they tired and lay side by side, once again looking up at the canopy of the antique bed. Funny how I caught you playing with George when I woke up, Britt said as she picked the toy up off the bed beside them. Funny how? Becky asked cautiously. Well, I had a dream just now that you, George, and I were in the middle of a field of grass. I'm guessing at your aunt's ranch. Britt paused as she examined the cock and the harness, running an index finger up and down its length. And? Becky asked. And I was on my back wearing George here. As she waved it above her, its length flopping to and fro. And you were riding George cowgirl style and... And what? Becky implored. And the real George was riding you from behind. Becky gasped and leaned up to stare Britt in the eyes. You mean he was, yep. Britt smiled as she held George erect. I was fucking your pussy and George had the real thing up that sweet tight ass of yours. You were screaming and about to fucking explode when I woke up and found you playing with George Jr. here. Holy shit. Becky exclaimed as she flopped back onto the bed. There is no way I could take both at the same time. I've had my finger up my ass once while I fucked a guy. But he was a lot smaller than George and my finger. Well shit, see? As she held her hand up and extended her middle finger up next to the simulated George. No fucking way. Britt laughed as she ran her other hand up and down the length of the toy. Never say never, babe. As she set the toy aside and rolled onto the redhead and kissed her deep. Never say never. Continue in the next part.